This episode of the Smoke Pit brought to you by Grill Your Ass Off Seasoning. You can find a whole range of different flavors on grillyourassoff.com. Discount code SMOKEPIT to save yourself some money. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Hey. This week's episode brought to you by Combat Comeover, pomade beard oil for your face and your hair. Yes. So if you don't use it, correct yourself. And you'll look better, so just fucking do it. And what's our discount code, AJ? I believe it's cream pie. <laughs> oh, no, wait, we changed it. It's the smoke pit. It's just smoke <laughs> pit. It's just smoke pit? The fucking new guy around here. <laughs> Actually, both work. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a uh, Easter egg Easter for the show. Egg, yeah, cream for the true fans out there. <laughs> so, uh, welcome. I am your host, Dan Sharp, a Marine Corps infantry veteran. Um, my co-host, Mike fucking Sensi. That is I. And what do you do? I'm active duty Navy and uh, happy to be here, proud to serve. Fantastic. And AJ, uh, he was actually uh, in my first platoon uh, for our first few deployments. And then we went to like five more units together after that. So he's a hard dick dragon slayer. That's right. That's right. I'm a sex crazed murder demon. <laughs> I believe His that's, words, not ours. I believe that's the official title. Hey, I didn't come up with it. It's just what's on the patch. New you shirt know? coming soon. <laughs> yeah, the, the, um, the Arabic language uh, doesn't have a direct translation for the word marine. So it loosely translate to mm. which is um, big dick murder demon. Nice. Nice. Well, I was just trying to fluff myself up with the big dick part, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I do think it was kind of funny because they'd be like, ah, Marine, Marine. And I'm like, that sounds so effeminine. Like, yeah, it does. And another thing that I always hated was having to say, I'm a U.S. Marine. Like, I'm a Marine. Like, that, it, I just trip over my, my fucking tongue there. <laughs> I'm a Marine. Like, it, it doesn't flow well. Yeah, I'm a soldier. Yeah. That's... Don't talk to me like I'm not a United States Marine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds more badass, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some truly unbadass people who have said that, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> But. <laughs> Topic of the fucking day. Well, yeah. Okay. So, um, Australia was on fire. True. Uh, there's it still a lot is, of, from what I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fire was bigger uh, than it was. The the rainforest fire was. Um, basically, the only fire that was bigger was Mike's fire and passion for dancing. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, there was a, a young lady. Uh, she was an adult model. And she came out you know, through the charity of her heart, and she's like, if you donate, uh, send me a screenshot, and I will send you nudes for free, basically. Mm-hmm. She had one or two picked out, but that was kind of her like, copy and paste. Mm-hmm. This chick raised like nearly a million dollars for the, uh, the the efforts down there. Right. Additionally to that, her social media blew up. Of course, as it should. So um, I saw something she posted on Twitter where it said, like, oh, oh get me to um, almost to 12,000 subscribers. So just to do the fucking math on that. What do you got? All right. So she was charging $25 per scri- subscription okay. with 12,000 subscribers. I'm sure she's probably way past that now. Sure. But that number is not publicly available on their fucking thing to, like, I guess, protect their level of income or privacy or whatever. Sure. But she vocalized. She was like, hey, like, I'm really close to 12,000. Like, please get me there. So twelve thousand times twenty five dollars a pop is three hundred thousand mm. dollars per month. Mm. Now, granted, I'm, I'm sure OnlyFans um, gets a, a portion of that, right? As they should. But even if it's say fifty percent, which I think is way more than it would be, mm-hmm. that's still one hundred fifty thousand dollars per month Whew. for selling nudes. I'm with it. 
Mike, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know, man. I'd Get out of the Navy <laughs> and sell nudes. We need a fire here in America. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. There's nothing OPSEC about his tattoos, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all poorly done, have nothing to do with anything. So why can't you sell the nudes now? Well, because he's active duty. Yeah. Yeah, I moonlit when I was active duty. You sold nudes when you were active duty? No, I just said I moonlit. I didn't sell What did you moonlit <laughs> Yeah, what did you moonlit as? Did you have your clothes on? No, you whore. <laughs> I delivered pizzas when I was at TBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, uh, how, how how did that go for you? Well, I will say that uh, lieutenants that are students right. either tip very well or mm-hmm. very poorly, and there's oh. no middle ground. I had a, a young lady who would uh, get a pizza from me every Friday, and every time I'd answer the door, it was exactly what you think it was. She was yeah. wearing like a sports bra and like, like uh, what do you call those? Um, silkies? Yeah. yeah. Right? Ranger panties. That's the word I was going for. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I didn't do anything because I'm a good Christian boy. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then my favorite time, once I went up to the barracks, I was the only active duty guy that was delivering pizza, so I could just walk in there. Yeah. And it was faster because I didn't have to wait. So I walked up in there, and uh, I remember the lieutenant's name. I'm not going to say it. But he was on duty, and he, all he saw was pizza guy. And so yeah. he was like, he was like uh, hey, sir, you got to come hang out by the, uh, the duty hut and call whoever needs to come get their food. And I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm not trying to be in here busting the rules, whatever. And so I went in there, and for five minutes while I waited on my guy to come get his pizza, this dude was telling me how he was a leader of Marines and how he was a hard-charging, you know, dragon-slaying warfighter. So obviously he didn't know you were an instructor at all. Clearly not, and he clearly (laughs) should have because he had me for the week prior for Mount. And and as soon as he was done, like, I handed the pizza to the guy. He gave me the money. I was walking off. I was like, oh, by the way, sir, maybe you might want to work on your interior movement a little bit because you suck. Wow. Boom, wow. roasted. You ever, you ever watch a dude's mouth? Oh, wait, no, that wasn't the best. <laughs> now he's a general. How does it make you feel? Exactly. I, I have a better one. What so, do you got? How, well, before you go on, how many times did you uh, you know, deliver pizza and a female answer the door and was like, ooh, I can't pay for this pizza, Mr. Sergeant? Twice. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, now, the lieutenant in the barracks, that was every Friday for like six months. Okay. Ooh. Right? And then well, that that should be, months. This should be a war crime <laughs> oh, that shit. you denied her of the prize package for yeah. six months. And now weekly. she's in charge of the space force. It, it's <laughs> called integrity, Daniel. <laughs> Were you seeing someone at the time? You could say that, yeah. Okay, so I respect that. Fair. You know? okay. Like that's that's fair. I, I got to come back to that. Why yeah. is it the person's fault for finding that person attractive? Like if you show up <laughs> and you say, if you show up and they're like half naked and they're like, "Come get some of this," yeah, and and you're just like, "No, thank you," and then you leave, right? Because it's professional. Yeah, it's not their fault. They don't know that you're taken. They just know you're hot. Mm. And they just want some of that. Oh, right. really? I think everybody at this table understands that concept. I don't. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so, no, I mean, not us being hot, but like us seeing other people being like, I want some of that. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. so it's not their fault. We hey, can't get mad at them for that. To be fair. To be fair. Thank you. I, I have had uh, gals on both sides of this table, respective parties, DM me about, again, both said respective parties at the opposite end of this table. And I've seen you guys pull some hotties. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've we've all had, like, if you were in a room with everyone you've ever slept with, granted, there could probably be a couple people in there that the rest of them look over at, and they're like, really? Mm-hmm. But I think all things considered, like, I've seen you guys pull some pretty hot chicks, so don't don't undervalue yourself. She knew what she was doing. I'm not undervaluing no. myself at all. Thanks. I'm simply yeah. saying, I mean, even Van Gogh had his emo period, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> his blue period. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So back to this feisty little minx uh, <laughs> in her sports bra every fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. How'd you handle that? She would be like, "Hey, so um, 
is there another way I can pay for this pizza? Yes. And like the hand would go up on the door to like Ooh, on the frame that stretch. Ooh. Ooh. And I was like, that'll be twelve ninety five, please. <laughs> You're like the clueless pizza guy. Oh no, I I had every. Look, I'm a little da- damp in the in the head area sometimes when it comes to that stuff. And like, sure. I've been flirted with before, and it goes right over my head. Mm-hmm. And then someone will be like, dude, that chick was all over you. I'm like, no, she wasn't. You're stupid. Yeah, she just wanted to pay for pizza, you dunce. Right? <laughs> I was like, she just obviously wants to use her sexuality to make me pay for it like an idiot. <laughs> right? And then. Exactly. But no, with her, I was 100%. I was like, she wants it. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not a turd. So I was mm. like, I'm. I'm Otherwise, off the playing field, ma'am. Oh, I didn't no. say that. I was, I was just like, say, I hope not. I was just like twelve ninety five, please. Oof, you what know, a deal for pizza, though. The sad thing about that was, is she was the real first user of Hordash. Well, if that had been the service, then uh, she would have gotten the service. No, I don't take a had, job. No, I don't take <laughs> a job and not complete it, Daniel. <laughs> you were like, you were like the beta testing for Hordash, and you failed miserably. Yeah. If I was beta testing Hordash, not only would I have not failed miserably, yeah, but she would have been. They would, it would have been a crime scene in there. Jeez. Right, so now let me, let me ask <laughs> and, you this. And NCIS would have been beating down my barracks room door. My God. Day. Now let me ask you this question. Are you still with the person you were seeing then? I am not. That was like so, a decade and a half ago. So you should have dumped her on the spot and then banged that lieutenant. All I'm Fair. saying. Fair. Fair. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have the moral superiority to stand there and talk about how stupid officers can be. <laughs> not all of them. Yeah. But some of them. You can still make that statement while having your balls drained. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've all been uh, uh, a bit hypocritical at one point in time or another. <laughs> it's okay. True. Like, none of us are perfect. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so um, to, to bring it back, and I guess uh, lightning round as far as your opinion, uh, in three or four sentences or less, do you think um, that the guys who were buying the nudes from this girl – do you think that they were simps or fools, or do you respect their decision? Well, as somebody who has been sent these pictures uh, from myriad of people, uh, she's obviously a very attractive woman. Yep. Uh, she did it for a good cause. I feel like, and she was obviously a willing participant, and uh, I just, I think everybody's a winner in this. I'm with it. I didn't, I myself did not buy these things, but uh, those who did, good for you for supporting the wildfires. Well, against the wildfire, I guess. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The, the, the 150000 minimum to 300000 that she makes monthly, yeah. that goes to her pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the money she made for a charity, that I'm about. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't understand it, but I'm about it. She sure. made money for charity, cool. Okay. But if you're making $300,000 off of nudes, you have got to be P.T. Barnum's, like, generational ancestor because there's <laughs> this new thing that kids are calling internet porn, Yeah. and it's free. <laughs> have you seen the nudes, though? I've, I mean, no, I haven't seen them. Give me a second. But at the same time, <laughs> it's the internet, and it's got porn on it, and it's free. Well, see, the thing is, is that the uh, the you know the the porn isn't free per se because they had to you know pay the actors. The um... it's free to me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody with friends in the porn industry, I will not have you sit here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm glad they get paid because right. if you're performing a service, you should get paid yeah, for your yeah. service, right? And, I'm, and again, this isn't a value judgment because. If I could just sit around having sex all day and getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for it, yeah, that seems like a pretty good use of my day. So, um, uh, I, I kind of feel split with this, right? Sure. So, like, I respect the hustle. If As um, you if you are able to convince okay. people right. to to give <laughs> you an absurd amount of money to you know to see your private content, then so be it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's girls out there who are sending it for free, and to guys True. that uh, they're not even like dating or whatever, and that's their choice. You know, like. 
If you have something, you can make money off of it. If you choose to give it as a gift, that's your prerogative. However, uh, somebody sent me the pictures of her, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, did you donate? And he was like, no. And I was like, really? Like, where, where did you get these then? He's like, oh, well, I just found them on the internet. And I, I, and I kind of felt miffed about that, you know? Yeah, that's Because I was like, you didn't pay for them. Yeah. And you didn't even, like, donate. So, like, I went on there, and I donated to the wildlife cause. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I didn't ask her for nudes or anything. Right. But, like, I, I felt bad because it's like, all right, like, this was for a reason, for a purpose. And, like... There's always going to be people out there that are trying to pirate movies. And, yeah, it, you know, for hypothetical purposes, say maybe I pirated a couple movies in Iraq and Afghanistan. <laughs> maybe. You know, a couple. Allegedly. Yeah. But at, you know, at the end of the day, it's like as a business owner, you would hate to think that that somebody was, you know. Is that a different set? No, same one. Uh, was, was getting your product for free, you know. So I, I applaud the hustle of the uh, of the young lady, and if somebody wants to do that, I'm not going to hold it against them. Like, yeah. if you have the money to spend, then fucking spend it. It's True. America, you know? True. As long as you're not hurting anybody, then what's the problem? I'm with it. I'm I with mean, again, 1,000%. Yeah, no value judgment. If she's if she's making money and she's a willing person, she's, she's making money off of what she's got, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Work some, with what you some got. Some dudes are just born with six packs, and they go out and they model, and they make money. Like, mm-hmm. there's no real difference. She's having fun with what she's doing, and she's not being taken advantage of. Man, knock it out. And the only reason she got all this press is because she she initially did it for a good cause. Yeah, the hustle, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. Like, I respect the hustle. I'm yeah. with it. And if a guy wants to spend their money on that, then that's their business. I'm True. just saying, again, for me, yeah. my, my personal preference is, you know, the internet. So what would a girl have to do beyond raise a million dollars for the Australian wildfires, the very fires that burnt down the forest that you and I walked through just mere months ago, what else would a woman have to do uh, to get her to want you to contribute to her cause and buy her nudes? Mm. To contribute to her cause? Yeah. I'd obviously spend money, much as you did, to help the forest fire and be like, look, I'm just going to give you this for the cause. Like, you yeah. don't send me nudes because, again, the internet. <laughs> right? So you're saying that there's no girl out there hot enough that you would pay to see naked? I mean, Daniel, we all pay for it in the end. <laughs> But, so profound. But, but when I pay her, when I pay her currency and be like, I will transactionally give you this cash in order to see your naked form. Yeah. No. Really. Not a single girl. Not one woman on earth. Not one celebrity high school crush that got away. Like nothing. No. Wow. It's, so it's not worth it. Like it, they either they give it to you because you have some sort of bond, right? Or or you pay for it. I'd rather like the bond. Well, what about like um, paying like a ten dollar cover charge to get into a strip club? Then, like, how do you see that differently? Never been a huge fan of strip clubs. We have gone to several together. Yeah, I go I go to strip clubs with you all the time. Or <laughs> not, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, how quickly it's hold turned. On. I've gone to strip clubs with Dan a lot in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. haven't done that in a while. Virginia's like one of those like go go things where yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, bizarre. Yeah, 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 I'm not. I don't even know where there would be a strip club around here. I think yeah. I asked one of you guys the other day, and you immediately came up with an answer. But then you were like, "Yeah, but it's go go crap," and I was yeah. like, "Ah, no." <laughs> I have the intel. I just choose not to act on it. That's fair. Right, and that's, and that's the thing. Like we went to we went to Scotland a couple years ago, and Dan was like, "I want to see what a Scot- Scottish uh, uh, titty bar looks like." Yeah, yeah. for like, sure. I was yeah. like, "Okay, for sure." And I didn't I didn't argue with him about it. I'm not like, "Ah, oh, titty bars are gross." <laughs> he didn't argue. I yeah, didn't exactly. Well, if well, you really want to go, Dan. <laughs> but wait, what happened when we went in there? The girl came over. Mm-hmm. And she was legitimately smoking hot, and she came and sat down next to me. It was, a, it was like a Wednesday, so it wasn't like they were busy. And she came, sat down, started having a conversation. And before, like, a minute or two into it, I was like, look, I was like, you're you're a sweet girl, and, and I don't have any value judgment against what you're doing. You know, more respect for the for the hustle, right? you got to get your bread. Yeah. Right. 
But I was like, I don't want you to waste your time on me because I'm not the bring them back in the back and do the do the lap dance thing. Sure. Right? If I wanted blue balls again, I could just the internet. Yeah, and I and I have vocalized <laughs> this opinion on the podcast before. Yeah, like the the strippers that I have gotten with in the past are not ones that I've like bought a shit ton of lap dances from. Mm-hmm. So, like, gentlemen, there are two things that a stripper uh, will not abide by: she will not sleep with a customer or an ATM. You know, she sees you as an ATM. She's not going to mix business and pleasure. True. And they can't abide cheap st- skates. So, um, uh, Uncle AJ's advice, if you want to uh, be friends with the stripper afterwards, go up there and, like, give them a couple dollars where they're on stage. Not enough to make them think that you're, like, you're going to fucking be an ATM. None of yeah. this pay-for-play stuff. Can't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you're showing you respect the fact that they're working. Maybe buy them a drink when they come over and mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know, like, oh, they're, I'm sorry, I got to go. And like, no, 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 go, go work. Because I, if it's the young lady that I remember, you guys actually had a platonic friendship afterwards, right? Yeah, we're still friends. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we don't talk a lot because she's super busy and on the other side of the planet. Yeah, it's but been yeah, years, she, yeah. She, oh, yeah, yeah. She, as a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, she got married a couple years ago. Yeah. She has a kid. She used the money from stripping to go to, to a, a, a technical school that I won't name because sure. it'll make it easier to identify her. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing great. She's out of stripping. She's got a yeah. great job. She's got a great family. And, you know, she was always clear with her family about what she was doing. I'm, I, it's I'm all good. It. That's a win-win. Never, um, never got up in that. Right, right, But that's right. not what my goal was. It's a sad so. end to this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, what fucking game to be able to fucking go into a strip club and be like, hey, yeah, sorry, I'm leaving the country in like a day or two, mm. and her still be like, here's my Facebook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And not like her stripper Facebook. Yeah, yeah like her actual, yeah. Her, her actual people. Facebook. Yeah, her, her real Her life. real name Facebook. That's her, fucking game right there. I actually, I went to one of the strip clubs that were uh, in talks with, been doing stuff in the Jacksonville area, obviously when I was Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, clear your calendar, Campbell June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming through. It's going to be viciously fun. Uh, so I was obviously an E1 boot right into the fleet at, straight out of SOI and I, uh, I went to a strip club, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't the physical specimen you see before you today, all pale and muscular and tattooed, <laughs> but I was just pale and skinny and untattooed with a high and tight, and um, I actually got a stripper's email at the end of the night. I didn't spend a lot of money. I had one backroom dance, and I was leaving, and she goes, hey, to the bouncer, she goes, hey, give him my email, which obviously I can get the Facebook through, so, and I knew I was kind of a piece of shit. When the guy, the bouncer looked at me, <laughs> looked at her and goes, this guy? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, him. And I was like, nice. Uh, but I think she's dead now. You mean now. the I've... taller, more muscular yeah. guy behind <laughs> him? <laughs> Move, skinny nerd. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I I didn't do anything special, but sometimes the connections are just there. So keep tipping your strippers. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will say that the, um, the the value of strip clubs is that you, you get a little bit more confidence talking to a girl, you know? Very true, actually, Because yeah. you see guys that they're, like, you know, physically impressive, but then when they just, you know, they go to talk to a girl at the bar or, or wherever, you know, they just whiff it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, because a lot of times they don't have to work hard because they just take their shirts off and all of a sudden the women just swoon all over glares them. at Michael. I don't know why you're so rude. I'm not glaring. <laughs> I, I feel glared at. I'm just saying. I feel objectified. I'm, I'm just saying that you're you're a beautiful flower, Mike. You I should show them that. your insides as well as your outsides. <laughs> your insides. Let, let them love you for your insides. That's fair. That's and fair. what you can do to theirs. That's fair. So, Mike, what do you contribute your overwhelming success with women to? Uh, 
if I had Do you to want me to make jokes or me be a thousand percent real? Yeah, go ahead and guess. I um, want you both to guess and then I will tell you the actual answer is. Okay. I would say that it would be um, perfuming your hot body <laughs> with various scents and oils. Okay. Like uh Semperfy soap. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Semperfysoap.com. Thought we were doing a, a bit, not a plug, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good transition, Michael. Yeah, salt, salt transition. Yeah, so go on there and get yourself some delicious smelling soap, scrub your nuts. Because at the end of the day, no lady <laughs> wants some salty ass nuts in her mouth. I'm sorry. Erroneous. Erroneous. Alexander, do tell. Look, I'm already getting myself in enough trouble. Hey, I you love brought it. this up. First off, just to do the header of the show, welcome to the Smoke Pit. <laughs> it's ruined and improved both of our lives, so welcome to the fucking circus, bro. Okay, so real talk, though. Wait, yeah. wait. I want to answer his question real quick. Can I do that? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, because he did ask me for my opinion. I did. That. I did. So, uh, I would say realness. Okay. I think realness is the reason that you get the attention from the women you do. I will honestly, um, yeah, that's... Zero percent bullshit out of Mike, except yes. for on the show. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I'm an embellished version of myself on the show. But in real life, if we're talking like the success I've had with women, it is. Uh, I would realness may not Do be I the to guess. I th- you did a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> that was clearly a plug. All right, all right, go ahead and guess. Okay, so let me go ahead and update that. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> a whore for money, this man. <laughs> hey, it's what keep the lights on. All right, fair we enough, got like fair enough. what other things do whores want? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> So I would say, in my experience, um, I would have to chalk it up to your comedic timing and your bravado. Mm. Because uh, one thing that I've noticed is that women are a sucker for a good sense of humor. True, very which true. Which is you know, clearly how I have been successful. True, true, <laughs> and true. And then, two, um, uh, you know, the, the fact that if a woman's eyes are closed from laughing, she's not looking at you. So that, you know, that, 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 that's a bit of my success right oh, there. Oh, that's a little rude, but all right. No, no, that's, that's back to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then the next part would be the confidence. Like, mm-hmm. when Mike fucking Sensi strucks up to a girl, yeah. like, the ground shakes. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That's I'm, due usually, to I'm, I'm usually stumbling, yeah. yeah that's due, that, I was about to say, that's due to <laughs> the imbalance from all the booze. <laughs> all, all good responses, yeah, and yeah. none of them wrong. I will say, when it comes to... I have no weaknesses, I have is no, what yeah. he says. <laughs> I care too much. <laughs> Um, no, honestly, what it is was a My kind only of only weakness is I give too much oral. Exactly. Well, that's definitely <laughs> not me. Yeah. Now we're getting into AJ territory. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. I would honestly say my success with women is due directly to the fact that you need to appreciate a woman who has a sense of humor. Doesn't mean they're funny. Not everybody's funny. I'm a fan of jokes, as you both know. I'm a chronic laugher, and it's genuine though. If somebody is like putting themselves out there to make a joke, whether it's good or not. You deserve a laugh because making jokes is tough. So when it comes to women, I found out a lot of them, they see that I like to be goofy and they try and be goofy with me and I allow them to be. You know what I mean? That's a huge part of it. I can see that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you, you see on the internet so many times that like a girl posts a video and people in the comments are like, girls aren't funny or, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so some people are, are shy to like let that side of themselves 100% show. yes. I will say the most success I've had with women is, number one, I'm not ugly. It's whatever, <laughs> but also to be fair, he works out a lot. I will. I yeah. got. I got nothing to fucking do all day. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't be like, oh, it's just this, that, and like, no. Like, yeah, I, yeah. if I spent as much time in the gym as, as he did, <laughs> right. I would have been as successful. <laughs> well, as no, he was. Uh, if I'm being a hundred percent real, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm covered in tattoos. I have a decent body, depending on what kind of mental state I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, it is a hundred percent. You need to appreciate another human being's sense of humor, and that's just not for girls. That's for guys. That's a reason. Um, I was very popular as an RP uh, in the Marines because. 
because I would go from foxhole to foxhole and I would laugh at jokes and I would contribute. That's the biggest thing. It's a morale builder and it's a personal builder for people. AJ, thoughts? Thank you for throwing that to me, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, thoughts. What was the guy's name from uh, Inside the Actors Studio? Oh, uh, uh, fuck. That's Dan right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, I, no, I, I feel like more like between two ferns, Zach yeah. Galifianakis. You wish. We <laughs> you all know. wish. Let's be real. <laughs> That's a sense of humor right there. We can there. get some ferns in here, but I don't know if they'll die in the lack of sunlight in this bunker. Exactly. But. I do love this bunker. I will say you guys did a great job. Mike hasn't seen sun in like three days and I he know. hasn't died. I, so. Yeah. I'm doing just fine. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd agree with Mike. I, I would go for a, a girl with a sense of humor before mm-hmm. I go for a girl that's like a like a 10 physically. True. Very true. Because let's, let's be honest. We're all going to be 80 one day. Yeah. And when your nuts are in your socks and your tits are in the shopping cart, right, <laughs> you got to have something to fall back on. And if, right. you're, if, you're, if you're going out with a 10 and she's like a plank of wood, yeah. right, she's still going to be a plank of wood when she's 80, but now she's going to be a droopy raisin plank of wood. Oof. Right? So you got to get one with like... Smart or funny or both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so I, I will speak uh, with a little candor here, if sure. I will. Uh, As you are one to do. Oh, <laughs> Everyone yeah. buckle in. Oh, God. I will say one thing that uh, that Mike and AJ do very well, and I have tried to emulate, is that it's not just about like having your sense of humor. Like a stand-up comedian goes mm-hmm. on a stage, the audience doesn't speak back, right? That's a, that's a really good point. And so it's all about creating a connection with that person and finding what you both find funny. There you go. Very, very true. Very well said. Yeah, because you know, dick jokes, dick, dick jokes don't translate yeah. to everybody, right? You can't just you can't just rely on your copious amounts of 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 dick jokes. I mean, you can try. <laughs> I, I have, and I was yeah. <laughs> unsuccessful in my teens. Thank you very much. Your teens. Yeah. So, uh, for for those listening, if you have feedback on that, shoot us a message. Absolutely. What works for you? What wor- what hasn't worked for you in the past? <laughs> what you've crashed and burned? Um, yeah, because I, I remember um, when I was growing up, I thought like memorizing certain poems or reading certain books, like girls would be impressed with that because I was like a deep soul. Yeah. And that didn't work for a while. And I remember uh, once well, one of the moments that I realized that the girl I'm, I'm with now it was like the one is we were um, at like a bookstore and she picks up an Edgar Allan book and she, uh, Edgar Allan Poe book. And she's like, oh, I love this. And I remembered this random the first like paragraph of the, the Raven that I had memorized in high school thinking it was going to impress girls. Right. And I had, like, it was stored in, like, the annals of my memory, and I was able to, like, recite it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, a couple lines from it. And she's like, you're so fucking hot. And I was like, oh, my God, it worked. <laughs> finally. It took, it took fucking all these years, but I finally found a girl who appreciated that. You know, there's <laughs> Worth a, it. There's yeah. a show that used to come on called Amazing Stories, and it was very much yeah, like, yeah. The, like, it was kind of like a shortened version of Twilight Zone with better production value for the 80s. Mm-hmm. There was an episode where... Uh, like a leprechaun shows up to this little kid's room and he tells him, never get rid of anything. Everything you own is a treasure and you should keep it forever, mm. right? So this guy ends up being alone his whole life, <laughs> living as a hermit in a shack in a, in a desert somewhere and he's got like this old Cadillac and it's just filled with all his like crap toys from the 1930s. Right. And he ends up going to like get gas one day. He's got like fingernails down to his like kneecaps. And some person drives by. I was like, oh, my God, I'll pay you $300 for this vintage toy. <laughs> and so then you see him, like, cut flash forward, and him and the leprechaun are standing in an auction house. And he's like, finally getting that thing you promised me. And the leprechaun's like, I told you, get that pot of gold. And he's like, only took 97 years. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, it worked out for you yeah, eventually. Fun. <laughs> uh, speaking of value treasures, uh, we promised our listeners last uh, episode that we were going to announce a uh, giveaway that we were doing with uh, Battle Archives. We did. 
Yeah, so Battle Archives, a little brief history, is um, a company that um, takes older maps from uh, old conflicts like uh, Gettysburg, Normandy, Iwo Jima, and all that stuff, and they have these really detailed maps, and it's kind of a great way to kind of like connect with, you know, your you know, your family members that have served before you, Vietnam, or whatever the case is. Yeah. And it's really weird, side note, that like when I was a kid, I remember thinking like veterans, they're like the World War II veterans, right? Right. And now I remember I uh, one of our, our listeners uh, replied to a story and like, yeah, my, my granddad was in Vietnam. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. <laughs> well, we're all getting old. <laughs> but like their granddad was in Vietnam. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I remember thinking like grandparents were World War II age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Civil War age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're um, we're announcing a giveaway with that. Uh, look for it on our uh, social media, on our Instagram and Facebook. And we're going to yes. be announcing a giveaway for a battle authentic map of uh, Iwo Jima. I think that's, I think it's a really dope giveaway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really fucking dope. And so if you, if you want to see what it looks like, go to battlearchives.com, uh, check it out. Uh, they're, they're very well done. This is something that you like, like it'd be like a good retirement gift or anniversary or mm-hmm. like if you don't know what to get your boyfriend or you know your wife who served or whatever, like whatever the case is, like that, that's something pretty cool. So uh, look for that. We're going to be doing a giveaway. And it's not going to be like one of those things like, oh, you got to follow us and 37,000 other people or right, right, right. fart on a spoon and smell it. Exactly. That's my personal giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> the spoon? The spoon. Yeah, I'm going to give away the spoon. You're going to fart I on fart a spoon. On. <laughs> oh, that's, God, man, our, our fucking, our shit's going to blow up. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, look out for because he's active duty, but he'll do a spoon. I'll fart on a spoon. What's up? Yeah, I don't think there's anything in the UCMJ about that. And if there's not, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> Article 134, <laughs> shitting on spoons. 134, Sierra. Shitting on spoons. Yeah, and uh, and to to kind of riff off that a little bit, uh, we got a a message from on the uh, the Instagram page, and this guy was like, um, um, "I am on the cusp of blacking out right now, but I want to let you guys know that you guys have really helped me and got me through a lot, and you know, reminded me to never stop fighting." Yeah, no, I I um, I'll pull up that message right now. I don't want to say the dude's name or anything like that, but shit like that always fucking not only keeps me going, but fucking gets me excited. You know what I mean? Like. If I can, uh, people are always like, oh, the show helped me through this, this, and that. But when people are like real and genuine and in the verge of a blackout, which is their most intimate, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's awesome to get shit like that. Well, most intimate about to fall on top of somebody either way. Well, either way, <laughs> yeah, either way. But. It happens. But I think, by what, the way, Daniel, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. It, you did save me, uh, in that and several other circumstances. So for that, I thank you. Mm. You're welcome. It's like the uh, the Bud Light uh, guy of the week or whatever. Real men of genius. Oh yeah. <laughs> Real men of genius. You know that's the same guy that did Eye of the Tiger. Really? Not only is that the the, the guy who does the Real Men of Genius commercials. That is the the lead singer from. He's the one that did Eye of the Tiger, and he had most of the voice cameos in Halo Two. Oh wow! Wow, that's impressive. Okay. When you're in the early levels, when you're on the yeah. ship and you hear the announcements over the over the intercom, that's him. You know, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, oh, because mm-hmm. I um, I get car sick when I drive with AJ, and it's not that he's a bad driver; it's he's too good of a driver, and he drives to win. Like whenever he puts the GPS in, it's like, "Oh, you will make it in 25 minutes." He's like, "Time to beat, <laughs> floor it." And I always <laughs> I always beat the GPS time. And he has a, a a particular playlist of songs that he likes. You know, everybody has their taste, and one of them is the soundtrack from Halo Three. And I was like, that's not surprising because you drive your fucking, your truck like you're driving a warthog. Yeah. Erroneous. Because if I was driving a warthog, like, I'd be flying over other cars. <laughs> I'd just <laughs> be crushing shit on 95. Like, I'd be like, ha ha, Camry, you thought you were cool with your ridiculous spoiler. 
Not today. Not in this house. Not in this warthog. Yeah, he drives like a UPS driver who promised same day delivery, and it's eleven fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, would you read that for us? All right, <clears throat> from a listener. First off, I want to say on the I'm on the cusp of a blackout as I type this. The cusp. But you, on the cusp. But you and Dan and the podcast have helped me through so much. Whenever I have my lowest days, your message just hit home, and I remember to fight. Thank you. And so uh, we, we always appreciate those, those kinds of messages. But I think what's really special of that is that the fact when he was at his most inebriated, mm. that's when he was thinking of Mike. And whether <laughs> it's the cusp of blackout or yeah. the cusp of orgasm, that's right. everybody thinks of Mike. I assume people are just edging themselves all day to all of our content. And right before <laughs> they blow, they let us know. <laughs> <laughs> they let us know. That's right. Let us know before you blow. Hashtag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like that. So, um... If you could, uh, if if you could uh, give a, a formal, uh, official smoke pit response to that individual, what would you say? Well, I did respond. I mean, I, I was just hoping that you could cover me while I looked through the notes for the oh. next conference. No, oh. I well. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you know, what, fuck you, Dan. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I anytime I get messages like that, I, honestly, I'm really bad at responding. Dan's a little more uh, poetic in his responses. I'm usually kind of overwhelmed because, again. I feel like we're cheating. We're just hanging out with our buddies and, you know, making dick jokes and people are resonating with it. So that means a lot. Yeah. And there's there's sometimes where we get fans who are a little overzealous. Sure. And I, I, I love those fans, too. <laughs> yeah. and But sometimes it's, it's a little much, you know, uh, especially like if they're they're making uh, uh, certain things that are you know, could be considered to be a bit forward in their requests. Oh, and sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? yeah, yeah. And uh, and so Mike will be like, you know what? Like. I'm not even dealing with that. And then he'll like look back and like see like my response, be like, "Hey, thank you for your support. Like, make yeah, sure yeah. you know, like you check us out on this, or yeah. you know anybody who could listen to this." And he's like, "Yeah, it's a pretty good response." So yeah, like, I, I usually if something's too much for me, I just go, "Dan, help me." And then he's like, "Okay, I got you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> um, another DM that we got was from uh, an individual who, um, after listening, uh, well, I'm not going to credit the podcast for it, but. Uh, it's something that we had said on the podcast and he reached out to us and he said um, that he had started an EMT paramedic group mm. that hangs out in the mosh pits at hardcore shows uh, to be able to get injured moshers out faster. That's fucking awesome. So instead of just like hanging out in like the med tent or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they actually like will fucking rage. That's the difference between like the H&S docs and the line docs. Like, <laughs> some of them are uh, stacking on the door with you and some of them are just waiting to receive you. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of wonder, like, how many of those casualties do you think they caused? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know his whole life story. So he's either he's either on the perimeters, like, looking for people falling over, or he's in there throwing bows like a savage. Exactly. And I love both of them. Because <laughs> hey, that's one of those things. Like, that's that's very U.S. government. And I, 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 I might be mistaken, but I think they're actually from Canada. Mm. Uh, shout out to our Canadian listeners. Love you, Canada. Yeah, apparently they fucking rage. You know? Yeah, well, Canadians rage. Hockey yeah, sticks sure. in the mosh pit. You yeah, know? don't you know. Yeah, well, yeah They, they go through a whole <laughs> hockey game without saying sorry once. Yeah. Fucking riot. Yeah, absolute riot. Yeah, and so like the the thing would be like, man, you know, like the last three shows we haven't had any casualties. <laughs> Time to justify our existence. <laughs> Give your balls a talk, tit fucker. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. If you want to check them out, it's the Hounds of Hell Pit Crew on Instagram. Oh yeah, they have the uh, Into the Pit podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have Have you guys uh, received any DMs that kind of stand out to you? Uh, recently, I mean, I've got an influx. Um, that one was just a. A big example, but um, I mean, I can search through, but not really. 
AJ. <laughs> I think the most the I have I don't get as many DMs because mm-hmm. I've only been on a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what with my being gone and all. So what is your Instagram so people can send you messages? Yeah, welcome to the show, AJ. Let's get you out there. I I've I've seen me. I'm pretty out there now, <laughs> thanks to Daniel. But uh, let's see. So my handle is at Apollo three zero three one. Nice. Right. And I'll I'll give you an example of one of the messages I got. And uh, let's see where she at. You say uh, she is in like the name of the message, or she it's she a female. A, she is in a female. Nice. And I do not know her, mm. but I received a message from her. Uh, this was like June of last year. Oh, wow. Okay. And she just said, uh, she said, I just wanted to tell you I thought you guys were so so funny on the smoke pit. Y'all are unbelievably hilarious, and you make my day better. Aw. And I said, thank you. I, I'm told we're dry, but that's kind of my specialty. And she said, I enjoy y'all's sense of humor and impeccable comedic timing. And that was it. Like, that was the end Did of the day. Did she write for the New Yorker? Who was this? Well, no, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, like there was no, hey, want to come get some of this? Well, no. Well, no. That's not that, That's my point. Goes, like, yeah. like uh, you expect kind of a uh, 33, 33, 33, 33, right? Like, you get one-third is people being inappropriate one third is people yeah. being real and one third is people just trying to get their get get a, get the plug in sure right they want fair. you to plug them fair and for the most part i i have only occasionally gotten the ones that are drunk and mm-hmm. they're usually like oh man you guys are great the other two don't answer me you're you're kind of on the show sometimes <laughs> and i'm like that is erroneous because i, w- I answer a I lot of say, i will stick up for dan dan is the best no no i'm not saying that yeah, yeah no i'm no i i will say right now publicly i have so many message requests I, I'm trash at responding to the fans. I'm yeah, trash, I, I don't have the trash. time of the day. And yeah, Dan, Dan does trash. respond a lot. But there are yeah. times when he is human and requires sleep. True. Right? <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. So normally there's only three people that will, like, message me that time, like 3 a.m. Right. And it's usually Dan, Dan, or, you know, one of my friends from overseas who forgets that there's time zones. <laughs> well, it's fair, yeah. So, but occasionally I get some drunk dude. It's like, oh, man, Dan's not messaging me, and I really wanted to pimp out with some of you guys. I'm like, yeah, it's a Tuesday, bruh. <laughs> Put the put the put the Tito's down and go back to sleep. You have a job to go to. I got one the other day. Actually, like within the last week, that was like um, he was saying something, and before I even had a chance to message him back, I got back to it. And then he was like, "Oh, never mind. Dan was faster. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute throwing shade at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry." Yeah. So um, I I, I will say that if you are uh, trying to get a hold of one of us, um, like like AJ said, we are human. We can't get back to everything, but say more than hey. True. Yeah, yeah. Have Please. something to say. You know, um, we, we, we will more likely to respond if you're making a meme of one of us. I spent mm-hmm. ten years in the desert. Don't give me that dry bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's funny that you say that because um, it, I, I, I don't believe that uh, women think that you're dry because when you speak, no woman is. Oh, 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 oh man. That's my point. I'm supposed to be the dry <laughs> one, not, not. Look, don't. This goes for anybody in any context. Sure. Right? It doesn't matter if it's like platonic or uh, two dudes or two women or whatever. Right? Or dating or in a club. If you're if your opener is hey. Yeah, for sure. And you're under the age of twenty five, maybe that'll swing because you got hormones in there, right? If you're over the age of twenty five, you should know better. If okay, I'll 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 give you this. If it's a hey, then it's a no. If it's a hey with multiple whys, you're probably drunk, and I want to talk to you. <laughs> Let's be real. Well, I'll say if it's if it's if it's spoken, it's kind of hard to get the multiple whys out. There. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's and it's only again, it's only worked for me once. Like one time, I said hey, but it wasn't like that. Wasn't my opener. That was like my attention getter. Right, I was following Gomez, and I was just like, 
gain attention. <laughs> hey! And the two girls, like, their heads whipped around, yeah. and I was like, hey, what's up? Where are you going? Yeah, yeah. What you doing? You want to you go hang out? But, like, I had something. Yeah, it really worked. Yeah, I, I had something else going for me. A, I was in my dress blues, which means I could have looked like, you know, oh, Eric sure. Stoltz from The Mask, and for I would have sure. been fine. Absolutely. I was like, plus, I had a follow-up. So you can do it as a, a, to gain attention, but if all you come up with is, hey, and then the other person has to talk, nah. Back of the line, short bus. It's a nah for me, fam. So, like, um, I, I, I would like to circle back to the uh, to the mosh pit thing because I don't think that, like, there's there's just so much there that I there's have. There's a lot, yeah. Yeah, that, that I want to get your guys' thoughts and opinions on. Yep. Uh, so one thing that I see a lot of, like, uh, military guys kind of, like, bashing females about being combat arms and stuff sure. is they're always like, oh, yeah, like, what if I get hit? Can she carry me two clicks to the medevac? And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, if you've been a part of a real medevac, like, unless you're some fucking brawlic motherfucker, usually it takes fucking, like, four people to carry a casualty through the fucking shitty, muddy fields. Yeah. You know, with all the gear on, and, like, you're already fucking exhausted. Because it's not like you show up, like, on fight day, right, where you've been training yeah, for yeah. this, you're hydrated, you know, like, you only have to perform for X amount. Like, you could take a fucking casualty on fucking day 12 of an op, and you already sweat through your fucking camis. You know, the worst part about real contact and real human stuff about war is it always happens when you really don't want it to. Yeah. <laughs> and so that being said, like, like, say you have some fucking big dude go down hard in the mosh pit. Right. Sure. Like he blows out an ACL. Or he fucking, you know, catches a vicious elbow from one of the EMTs. Like, <laughs> and he goes down hard. Yeah. And then you imagine the fact that, like. For for the most part, like I haven't been a mosh pit in like fucking since I was in high school. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm no that I don't feel like getting punched in the face anymore. You yeah, know? I don't need some tween uppercutting me. <laughs> it's about it's about about two years. Yeah, yeah, I was about two rows back from the front, and uh, while I don't usually participate in group fighting for no reason, <laughs> when yeah. when people are slamming into you from other directions and you're trying not to be part of it. Like and yeah. the the people at the venue are like no mosh pits, no fighting, and then yeah. they're like ah mosh pit, and you're like. You know what I'd really like is not to get kicked in the back of the dome more than once. Yeah, yeah. I think I throw start throwing people like meat darts. And <laughs> at that point, you earned what you get. I'm just here to see Silverstein. Everybody relax. And so, um, like, can I go to a Sting concert in peace? <laughs> <laughs> I bought the slacks. I've been doing the tantric music. I've been doing the edging or whatever it is Sting does, so he lasts for 45 minutes. That's how he lasts so long. I knew it. I knew you edged you edging motherfucker. <laughs> So like all all things considered, like I'm I'm a big dude. I weigh like two seventy five. It's gonna take more than one motherfucker to get me out of a mosh pit. Are you really two seventy five? Yeah, I you am. look good for two seventy five. Like you. legitimately, yeah. Yeah, I, they're well, um, well. about ten pounds. That's the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dis- despite you know, underneath the layer of up armor, you know, there's right, right. there's some there's some muscle there. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with it. Why do you think we have Combat Comover as a sponsor? He uses two cans <laughs> per episode. Well, it's Jeez. also just a solid product. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> a very solid product. I mean, look at that. Look at that. I don't even have any product in right now but imagine how good it looks when i do Lies. it's like eight o'clock on a monday night like, we were literally just done sitting there watching brooklyn 99 like we weren't getting ready for this at all <laughs> well yeah, mike and i had a long day we did oh yeah I, m- modeling is so hard <laughs> Su- super difficult <laughs> to be, to be i was fair. no i was in class yeah yeah and i was in class i was sitting there listening to all these presentations about crap I don't care about. Yeah, yeah. And waiting for my turn to go up there and trying not to look like an asshole. <laughs> and I kept getting all these notifications of, look at Mike doing the Marilyn Monroe in body armor all and, right. a sweat and a hoodie. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you this because you'll empathize with me, AJ. 
uh, <laughs> I showed up looking I like know where you're going. exactly looking like a bag of whatever Mike is today. And then Dan's like, "Oh, you want to do some some modeling, some pictures, do this, this, and this." Really hooking me up, being a bro. But then took me to his office, and I was kind of like, "Sorry, I'm unprepared." He's like, "I told you about this. You do not tell me about that. All right, you do this thing where you drag us in situations, you help out your bros. You're an absolute bro." But then you justify it by going like, oh, I totally told you about this when you did not. I 100% remember the conversation you guys had yesterday, which is I was surprised when I saw the modeling shoot mm-hmm. because I remember specifically sitting on the couch and I was working on my class and this one comes out and he goes, hey, Mike, you want to go uh, You want to go into a speto with me tomorrow so we can uh, like take a look around? You were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we got on some conversation about some stupid thing like we normally do. And that, right. was, that was the end of that. So unless he came down at like 3 a.m. and was like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do modeling tomorrow. Exactly, and then he tapped Get me on the your butt. Ball hair is quaffed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, and so then stroked his hair, truth. stroked, <laughs> stroked his hair lovingly, and then went back to bed. So, um, I have been partnering with a company called Espeto. Great. They, fucking uh, company. they make body armor and they make uh, ballistic clothes. Like you can get uh, level two, level three armor put into your shirts, your undershirts, your tank tops, your suits, like John Wick. You know. Yeah, and the um, John's their John Wick suit's pretty boss. Yeah, yeah, and uh, granted, like, uh, like, oh, well, what if you get shot with an RPG in the face? Like, oh, you're gonna fucking die. Okay, yeah, exactly. Get like, over it. It's one tool to fucking use. Like, next time, you know, either you or I go to divorce court, like, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're probably want a ballistic suit. You know, that's fair. That's fair. No, fair for I'm, a point I'm, of order. I'm kidding. That that would not happen. <laughs> a titanium, a titanium plate. Right. There's there's several kinds of body armor, uh, like hard plates on the market. And there's several different re- purposes for each. Like steel will take multiple hits, right? But there's less there's less impact uh, uh, absorption. Ceramic will take more impact, but it only takes so many hits before it cracks, right? And titanium will take a lot more powerful hits. So you could take hypothetically, you could take a 50 caliber round to the chest if you're wearing a titanium chest plate. Okay. However, there's a little thing called kinetic energy. And so if you take a 50 caliber round to a titanium plate, yes, the titanium plate will stop the 50 caliber round from going through as long as it's the right one. But the inside of you is going to look like a jelly donut. So what's the fucking point? Well, my (laughs) my point, my point is if I ever have to go to divorce court, I'm not going to divorce court, right? Because no plate in the world will stop a 50 cal. Whew. Um, yeah, okay. Ahead, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Shoot, whoever I'm, wants to shoot AJ, yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> kidding. I'm. I've never shot anybody who didn't deserve it. Mm. Yeah, Legally, I, didn't deserve it. I. Uh, I like the line from uh, Malcolm Reynolds in uh, Firefly, where he's like, uh, the the doctor uh, uh, was just like, oh, I thought you were gonna shoot me in the back. And he's like, if I ever shoot you, you'll be armed and you'll be facing me. Yeah. Hell, fuck yeah. Fuck you, yeah. You'll be armed. You'll be standing and you'll be facing me. I yeah, think was what he yeah. said. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, so Espeto has, like, they sell plates, they sell all kinds of stuff, and um, so they were looking for ambassadors, and I was like, hey, Mike, uh, would you like to be a part of this program? Yeah. Like, we can go in there, we can get you fitted for a suit, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get that, you get your discount code, you know, you um, you know they have a, a great program, right? They do, they do. <laughs> it's not creepy. <laughs> no, it's not. And so, I told Mike, hey, we'll go in there, we'll get you fitted for a suit. And then it was my fault for not reminding him of what I already said. You said fitted for a suit. You didn't say make sure your ball hair is coiffed so you can go in there and be a model. 
Okay, first of all, he doesn't have ball hair. I don't, yeah. yeah. Smooth. Well, I, I and second of all, he wasn't even wearing a t-shirt under his hoodie. I'm he, wearing the hoodie that I have now with no t-shirt under it. <laughs> he, just, he just got back. I assumed his... Exactly. Oh, that's right. I forgot Navy. They have time to quaff there. Oh, my God. All right. We won't... <laughs> No, I mean, fair, look, but... If, if, the, if the worst hit I have on you today is that you were deployed and didn't have time to shave your nutsack... His nuts are shaved. They're he always, always shaved. has time always That's shaved. my point! They're always shaved. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, we get in there, and this guy is trying to fit him for this handmade uh, Italian wool very, suit. I will say very nice suit. Yeah. And fucking he's like, mint. Fucking mint. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not wearing a shirt under this. Yeah. And he looks at me, and I was like, I am so sorry. Exactly. Wait, wait, you, you didn't give him a shirt to wear? I thought he would be wearing a shirt. I'm saying you didn't have, like, another shirt in your truck somewhere? He drove. You didn't have another shirt in your truck somewhere? I just got back. No, his his vehicle looks like a rental car that he's had for, like, two or three days. I never get to drive. Mine also gone. looks like that, but I also keep an extra, like, a gym bag in the back of my truck. For what, AJ? <laughs> because I, li- <laughs> I, I work two hours away from where I live, and I sometimes don't. I go down there, I and I'm, I go into the training area, and I come out looking like I just got out of a house fire. Mm-hmm. And I need to, you know, look rep- Okay, I'll give you a quick story. <laughs> there was a time I was at Quantico, and we went to the No Shit FBI Academy for this yeah. thing. And we were doing uh, the, this Mooge house where the guy, they were coming in to try to, like, rescue uh, protectee who had been snatched. Okay. And they get back there, he's mooged up, and he's got, like, the, for, for those of you who don't, Mooge gear is, like, uh, fake injuries. And they usually, like, look very hyper-realistic, and they, like, shoot fake blood and whatnot. And so this guy's got his thing on. We get to the end of the day. The protectee leaves. We're picking up all the equipment, and myself and Sergeant Rodriguez get into a fake blood fight. Mm-hmm. Like, Naturally. Like, he splashes it on me because he's being a jerk, and so I get it on him. We come out of that place looking like we just got off the set of Carrie. <laughs> and right when we come walking out, both of us soaked in blood wearing man dresses, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the battalion commander and the battalion sergeant major come walking up, and the battalion commander just looks us up and down and goes, looks right at my, uh, my company commander and says, Hey, make sure they get showers before they drive home, so nobody thinks they were, you know, in a murder. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not. Fair. Now I was driving through traffic in Stafford, like waving at people driving by, and, and naturally, all, like kids were screaming and women were fainting and driving off into the embankments. And I was like, I don't get it. I'm a nice guy. What's is, the deal? Oh, right, the murder. Yeah, that was just your driving. That's why they were going to make that joke. They, yeah. they assumed because of the driving and the blood that I'd been. I was trying to drive away from a crime scene. Yeah. So that is why I keep a gym bag because then I could have showered at work and put on people clothes and not looked like I just murdered you know dozens of people. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> that being said, <laughs> oh, I'm holding my tongue right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. That being said, uh, having to have fucking two or three uh, people to be able to pull you out of a fucking mosh pit, like I wonder what the kind of drills are for that, you know? And yeah. Like, yeah. Do you go in immediately? And from like what I what I saw, like like I, before we got, I got railroaded. Mm-hmm, the last mm-hmm. hardcore show tickety. that I went to, like if somebody fell, like whoever was nearby, just grab, reach down, grab whatever the fuck they could, and they like throw you back up in the air and like try to help you land on your feet. Like you go down and like somebody will grab your jeans, somebody will grab your shirt, somebody will grab under your arm, and like five or six people will like lift you back up and like try to position you so that way because we're not cats, we're not gonna land on our feet. True. So they try to position you that when you come back down, like you land on your feet. Mm-hmm. So I would think that, especially you know, being Canadian, that um, people would be very receptive to the idea of getting the person who was hurt out. However, I don't think that's always the case. No. Well, here's the thing: since the last since the last mosh pit you were in was for a Bach concert, live by the original artist. 
um, Mudvayne, actually. Do you remember that song, Dig? Like yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. the last time you were at a, uh, at a Mozart concert, live, listening to the original artist, and you were in a mosh pit, and you guys were banging yourselves against each other. Uh, <laughs> he's older than me, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to throw that out there. Barely. But chronologically older, physiologically. Much. Uh, just, just for references, as far as like the audience is concerned, do you remember the show, the Three Ninjas, or the TV, the movie show? Of course, the movie all, show. All, I th- yeah, the movie. I'm one of those movie. I think there was a TV show. I, I think I'm winning yeah. here because he just said, "Back in the days of yeah. those moving pictures, of those talkies, yeah, the, yeah. the TV movies." So you remember? Uh, I forgot the names of them. Um, uh, so like you had Colt and Tom Tom and uh, what Colt Tom. Tom, Tom, Old Tom, man Tom? literally fell asleep during the podcast. Exactly, yeah. fell asleep listening to you talk about three ninjas. Old Tom Tom and what was that other one? Yeah, I'll, uh, could you look that up by episode? Anyway, while you guys are looking at that, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of the age disparity between us. Like AJ is the oldest, I am the middle child, and Mike's the baby. I'm here, Mikey. Hey, and I will outlive you both. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> I didn't expect to make it to 30s, though. Yeah, because it was also like Surf Ninja. I think the the age gap was pretty much the same there. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think nowadays to to the original point. Yeah. Nowadays they don't they don't mess around with that stuff. There's insurance stuff and there's venue damage and all that crap. So like nowadays, like you get into mosh pit as soon as they see you swing anything, like there's three security guys yanking you out and you're done. Like you're getting mm. booted. Yeah. Did you get an answer? Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Yes. Yeah, so he's Rocky, I'm Colt, and you're Tum Tum. I, w- Adrian! I always felt I was more of a Colt, but that's fair. It's whatever. No, it's not your I, fault I, that my parents fucked before you did. Well, that's fair. But I <laughs> I feel like Tum Tum was always just the comedic kid who used to eat a bunch of food and jelly beans and shit. Shit, I am Tum Tum. They're we're, fucking mine. <laughs> we were watching a Saturday Night Live earlier, and a sketch came on. It's like, are you drunk again about to order food? And I was, like, I l- snapped my head over to Mike. Viciously attacked. I, I wrote like, attacked. a strongly my, worded letter. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. He looked over, he was like, squints hard at the screen. Go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I thought it was a real commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was very ready to invest. That's right. Oh, fuck yeah. He thought it was a real commercial. assets. <laughs> he thought it was a real commercial on YouTube because I don't have cable. Yeah, so like the... the I guess to wrap that that segment up is like I'm already too fat to kidnap. <laughs> so like new shirt. <laughs> yeah, and like because I, I that is one of the perks about being a larger guy is that like it's gonna take three or four fucking people to like carry me out of an alley. You yeah, know? yeah. And so like I can only imagine if I'm all sweaty and greased up from being in a mosh pit, <laughs> and I'm probably wearing some ill-fitting fucking yeah. Metallica sh- tour shirt. You're all high on the music from Avril Lavigne. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so like it's it's gonna be fucking hard to get me out of there. Dan yeah, was a sure. skater boy. So um, one of the things that AJ has uh, taken an interest to for no particular reason is um, evac harnesses, evac mm, harnesses, okay. uh, things that you can wrap around people and uh, use that to pseudo get them out of um, bad situations, whether it's a fire and they're passed out or it's a casualty. It's kind of like a makeshift litter, if you will. Right. You know, uh, AJ? According to the doctrine, dragging dead weight while crawling can be extremely difficult, if not impossible at times. And there is a technique available that will allow even a small adult to drag a much heavier person while crawling. Okay. You can make drag harnesses and chest harnesses and all that stuff out of basic materials, ropes and tubular nylon and whatnot. It's all it's an incredibly good skill to have. Uh, if even at home, if there's some kind of fire and you need to drag somebody out of your house, right. there you go. But one of the things we started doing uh, right before I, I came back from overseas, is I have a thing, everybody has different names for it. it I, we call it a tiger tail. 
And it's basically a piece of like tubular nylon with elastic in it. And it's got D-rings on both sides, like uh, carabiners. Okay. So you have one clip to your gun belt, and you have the other side clipped loosely onto wherever, and you can hook that onto someone's uh, troop dragging strap on their body armor and just drag them. So, I mean, in a mosh pit situation, if that's what you're going for, like, yeah. Yeah, as the team medic, do you think that would be effective? It would depend. I would, I would imagine that you wouldn't even need one because the kind of people who usually go to mosh pits usually have chain wallets. So you can just grab the chain and yank. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to stereotype <laughs> uh, Look, I'm not saying that everybody who goes to a mosh pit has a chain wallet, but I'm saying everybody in a mosh pit seems to have a chain wallet. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, you, you know, you get a tiger tail. I mean, well, I don't think that would work in a, in a mosh pit environment. It's, mm-hmm. too, it's too crowded. So if you clip them and try to drag them out of there, I mean, yeah, you're going to hook on. Yeah, they're going to come, but they're going to get trampled by everybody else. As long as they come. The biggest, <laughs> the, the what biggest have problem. have you ever cared if someone <laughs> besides yourself came? I'm listening to Asia. Shut what up. Does came, what has he ever cared if he came? That's whew, good point. That's all he cares about. Nah, I don't but, really care about that. <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, like a mosh pit, your, your, biggest, your biggest fear in a mosh pit is getting trampled. Yeah. Of course. Like yeah. if you're on top. Yeah, you're getting a finger where you don't want it, but at least you're not getting stepped on to death. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, I um, I remember I was at a mosh pit with, uh, with uh, a high school buddy of mine, and he got the bright idea to crowd surf. And we were at the House of Blues in Orlando because, mm-hmm. of course, we were in Florida. Trash. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're not going to do Battle of the States. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, because I'll win. <laughs> Look, just because one of my favorite fictional commanders has a nickname from your state, does not make it better. Indiana's the best. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and so um, he was crowd surfing, and there was, like, this small three uh, set of stairs that kind of, like, led down more into, like, the show floor. But it was very unnoticeable. I don't even know, like, why it was there. Right. It was clearly a safety hazard, but that's where the crowd chose to drop him. Mm. And he landed on his back right on the fucking stairs, and he was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, he was, a, he was a fit guy, and you know, he was young, and... One of the, the, the poor things about aging is that when you fall, you don't bounce like you did when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. You thud. <laughs> and when things break, they stay broke. It's very true. And so he hit so hard that he fucked up his back. And I, I remember having to pick him up and, like, carrying him out of there. Mm. And um, I just, like, a great point, you know, like, crowd surfing. Like, that's another huge fucking hazard, you know? Yeah. And getting fingers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we were watching the Super Bowl, and I think it was, like, uh, Shakira was crowd surfing. Yeah, she was. And, like, I looked over at AJ. I was like, oh, my God, like, everybody's got fistful of booty meat. But then yeah. I noticed that the people carrying her were, like, uniforms. Like, like her crowd. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People. like her, her people. Posse. Yeah, I was like, that's the only reason she's not getting violated ten fucking different types of ways. Mm-hmm. Showing my age a little bit, but I went to uh, Endfest, which was a thing they used to have in New Orleans back when 106.7, the end, was, like, the last radio station. Okay, I was going to ask you for, for you to clarify. <laughs> so, so let me tell you about how old I was. We had a fest called Endfest. Exactly, yeah. The end of everything. No, we, 106.7, the end, used to be the... the oh, the end, Echo, I, November, I, Delta. I thought you said N as in the letter singular. So did I, yeah. No, I'm from Louisiana, not that part of Louisiana. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're the if you're the anyway, head wizard at Infest, it's cool, bro. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so it used to be 106.7 The End was the last radio station active on the dial, right? And it was the like the rock station that everybody listened to. Now it's some trash stadium country nonsense, but I don't go to New Orleans anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. Fair. But they used to have this big like this big uh, festival music festival thing every year, and it was called Infest. And you'd go out in the mosh pit, and if you came back with most of your clothes, you consider yourself lucky. Like, nice. I had a buddy of mine that came back with, like, he had his shorts, and he had his chain wallet, 
<laughs> and that was it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, where'd your shirt go, Ian? Yeah. As a matter of fact, now that I'm looking at you, you guys, uh, you and Ian looked a lot alike. You look like, like Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, only he's balding now, and you still have that full, luxurious head of hair. Dude, this is dirty hair, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so Holland comes, or not Holland, uh, uh, <laughs> Ian. Ian. Ian comes back, uh, sands everything but his shorts. Mm. And I was like, man, that seems awful let me go do that because i was young and i was like ah stupid decisions yeet <laughs> i go in there and they, they picked this one girl up and she was in the she was in the uh the official uniform of the big titty goth girlfriend oh yeah, yeah. right with the with the choker and the short shorts oh, of course and the, or yeah. the short like the mini skirt that covered almost nothing yeah and i gotta tell you she looked when she got down that some people did some things to her that was inappropriate that's unfortunate like it is unfortunate a you should be able to crowd surf without people doing that to you right and I, I'm never going to victim shame, but I will say as a forewarning, if you're going to crowd surf, wear something that people can't put their hands where they don't belong because people are filthy animals. Speaking of. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting with two of them. Hey. hey. Yeah, so great advice from our team doc. Uh, AJ, <laughs> if you're going to crowd surf, uh, don't wear coochie cutter shorts. Fair. I mean, or do. you? you I mean, live your life. I'm just yeah. saying understand that people are disgusting filthy animals and they're going to do disgusting filthy animal stuff speaking of i uh, would like to take into uh, our next segment where i i have spent a lot of time with aj and throughout the last you know year or so in oh 60 episodes of the podcast mike and i have gotten to know each other very well um yeah in, in addition oh good so after a brief commercial break i am going to pose a question to one of you and give you a story that is true, and you have to guess if that happened to me or if it happened to the other person. Ooh, I like it. So this segment is brought to you by Arbor Arms, the Nut Rock. It is your tactical fanny pack. You can keep your fucking STD medication. You can keep your Strike Force energy. That's you right. You can fucking creep whatever you fucking want in there. Hopes and dreams. Fucking some gummy snacks. Goddamn right. Fuck yeah. Who knows? And whatever you want in there, and it's fucking modular, and has all these different configurations. There's one option where that you can actually put your fucking gun and some magazines in your fucking fanny pack. Because sometimes you don't fucking need uh, everything in your kit for every mission. So, like, maybe leave it behind, or take it with, or pass it off. Do you, boo-boo. I'm not, Hell, yeah. I'm not here to tell you how to operate. Right, that's right. Backing. So, arborarms.com, <laughs> and look for the nut ruck. Okay. Huh. Alexander. Daniel. Sometime uh, in the last few years, you've been deployed quite a lot, and you haven't heard of all of my escapades. Which is, I really feel a failing on your part. <laughs> <laughs> no, one time Mike flat out told me, he's like, there's things I'm not going to tell you. You don't know everything about everyone I've been with. And I was so wounded. Because, <laughs> like, y'all know me. Like, if a girl fucking, you know, back in the day, if she waved at me in traffic, like, I... Both of you got a fucking text. Well, you wrote a haiku about it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll also tell you just because I know I know Mike's in the same page with me with this. Yeah, but there I told him like I, I want to say way back like 2013 or 2014. He asked me about like cool cool operator stories, and I was like, well, I don't really have a lot. I've only been doing this for a little bit of time. Sure. And so I told him this like one kind of eh story that was like really one of those it, the fun stories are all the ones where you did something stupid yeah, yeah and you yeah. lived but you looked like an asshole and it was funny true this was not that like i totally made these french guys look like a pile of shit oh wow and <laughs> and it was a funny story but like ever since then i don't tell him stuff because i don't like i don't want to worry him about things and and you know when we hang out we don't have a lot of time or at least we didn't while i was overseas true so like every time i come home in the, over the last year he's been like aren't you coming home for good soon i was like yeah and he goes 
good. You need to tell me all your stories. And I was like, <laughs> I could tell you in 22 years when they're declassified. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alexander. <laughs> sometime in the last few years, Yet. either Michael or myself uh, matched with a girl on Tinder and forgot that we had already fucked her and didn't realize that was the case until we got to her place and our phone connected to her Wi-Fi. Michael. Correct. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Listen. <laughs> first of all. Yeah, yeah. First of all, erroneous. <laughs> Be that as uh, it may. For, okay. Let me clear the air before everyone thinks I'm an absolute deviant. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so much that I'd already fucked this chick. I had, but <laughs> I, I had been to her place in a uh, joint operation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a gangbang. Okay, no, not a gangbang, but like for like a party kind of setting. And <clears throat> I went, this is, the, is actually the same girl who um, I went to her place for a date and she had a, uh, a, a, ser- a, a service dog in training. So it wasn't fully trained, but it, she was sending it to be trained, I guess. And it like, I sat on her couch and I, I used to be full of, ang- I'm still full of anxiety, but much more a couple years ago. And uh, I, I sat down on her couch, just kind of nervously sitting there for first date. And, uh, uh, her dog came and like laid at my feet and just like sat there. And oh, she like, could tell. Yeah, and she's like, "That's weird. He's only trying to do that when people are like super anxious." And I was like, "Me? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, whatever." And uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I was the same girl. But I literally went to go on my phone just to like pass time before we went out. And my Wi-Fi connected to her Wi-Fi, and I was like, "Have I been here before? <laughs> and have I been intimate with this person?" And I had. <laughs> Wow. I don't know if I buy the party story because who gets no, the Wi Fi no. at an apartment at a party? Why wouldn't you? I don't think if anybody came over hey, here. Leave him some dignity, okay? No, no, no. no I'm, I'm saying I'm this be be tr- because it's 100% true. I went there, friends of friends, blah, blah, blah. I was drinking, you know, blacking out as I wanted to do. And, well, you uh, are very charming when you're blacked out. So it's very true. Maybe you just charmed the Wi Fi password out of. No, Some I just, random password. No, if you go to a house party, one of the first, if especially because I have shitty service, like you go, what's the Wi-Fi? Do you not do that? Yeah, some um, some places like you'll go and they'll actually have like the guest Wi-Fi password exactly. written on like a chalkboard or something. Yeah, that's she didn't fair. have that. I, I have, have that, so that's fair. Exactly. I don't have that yes. many guests because I'm paranoid as hell. But sure. very true. But no, <laughs> so that story did absolutely happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because I had my notes open and that was right on the one I saw you look at my phone like six times. <laughs> I look. I don't <laughs> comprehend. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Michael. Yeah. All right, so either uh, AJ or I were in Afghanistan on a patrol, mm-hmm. and right as uh, our gunner is putting in a fat dip in his lip, proclaiming that whenever he's had a dip in, he's been safe from harm. Yeah. Moments after making that statement, gets shot in the cheek, blowing his fucking dip out of his lip. Wow, okay. And needing to be medevac for being shot in the face. Now, are you talking like... Like a battalion gunner or like your machine gunner for the patrol? What? Well, I, I, no, 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 no. Like a, the actual gunner, like the warrant oh, officer. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 the yeah, unicorn like, himself. Yeah, the unicorn himself. Okay. So was that my patrol mm-hmm. or was that AJ's patrol? And remember, this is a direct reflection of the leadership provided by that individual. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to guess Dan. <laughs> Erroneous. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, would you like to tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we had we had a regimental commander or a regimental gunner, sorry, and himself and the battalion gunner came out. And battalion gunner was cool as hell. He came out to our our uh, our patrol base. It was my just my squad out in the middle of nowhere in Sangin. Mm. 
and the battalion gunner was telling us all kinds of stuff like, look, fellas, I don't care if you're in your tidy whities When a gunfight happens, a gunfight happens. Just throw your kid on and go. Right. Like, your your cami bottoms aren't going to save you from gun gunshots. And then he said uh, something about, like, you know, if you're fighting over the top of a HESCO and it's the middle of the night and you just throw your helmet on, I mean, as long as the part of you that's over the uh, exposed to the enemy is armored, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. like, you know, he's trying to be one of the boys, I guess, trying to connect sure, with us sure. and, and, and still make a point about PPE being important, but, <laughs> like, making the judgment call. And then the regimental gunner was kind of a jerk, and at some point he just puts this fat dip in his face, and he's yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to put this dip in, because anytime I'm, i got a dip in my mouth, they know I mean business, and, I, and they don't want none. Puts the fat dip in. Opens his mouth to say something stupid, and the round goes right through his cheek and God out damn. the front of his mouth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it damaged some teeth on the way, because you know, yeah, for sure, <laughs> secondary concussion. Yeah, that's but, yeah. And I feel bad. Like you never wanted somebody to get shot, even if they're kind of a douche, True. because that's a that's a crappy thing. He ended up being fine. He's got like the tiniest scar. Oh, okay. So I can safely say, yeah, some people karma kind of. <laughs> Life finds a way. Uh, uh, finds a way. Alexander. Daniel. Either Mike or I, on our last real combat deployment, either Mike or I were on a patrol, and we are climbing through um, a small uh, fucking mud hut in Afghanistan. And once we uh, get to the roof of this, because we're trying to direct security, the floor gives out. And that person falls through the roof <laughs> into the dining room, if you would say, of this Afghan hut. Mm-hmm. Embarrasses the fuck out of himself <laughs> and maybe peed a little bit. <laughs> Did he land upon the kitchen table? No. there It was Afghanistan. It was just the, the rug. That's the kitchen table. The, the, the thing I was going for is I just try to make sure there was not, for example, a succulent goose oh. upon <laughs> which to land. That's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, we can talk about that later, but yeah, I'm yeah. just asking, Yeah, was there a succulent goose? There was not, uh, to my knowledge. Then it was Dan. <laughs> yes. Did you say, upon landing on this makeshift table, did you say dinner served? Because <laughs> 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 if not, absolute failure. <laughs> no, I, I peed myself a little. Dinner's definitely served then. <laughs> so, have you, Mike, have you seen the movie Lockout? Uh, it's Guy mm-hmm. Pierce with a space prison. I don't think so. No. All right, the movie's terrible, but like, <laughs> okay. the, but like Guy Pierce's one-liners are so good. Yeah. That I just love watching that movie over and over again. Okay. Like, there's this part where he's in interrogation and this guy's just punchizing his face while the other guy's asking questions. And he goes, uh, "What do you say?" He goes, "Where were you last night?" And he goes, "It was coupon night, and I was trampolining your wife." Oh wow. And then he gets slugged again, <laughs> and he fantastic. says, "Like he's just smart ass, right?" And yeah. so finally he goes. You know, I could just have Rupert bludgeon you all night. And he's like, I'm getting my ass kicked by a guy named Rupert. <laughs> but there's <laughs> there's a, a thing in there where they like he's going to save the president's daughter or some stupid shit. Yeah. And they fall through a ceiling thing and they land on the ground and she lands with her face in his crotch. And like they just fell 20 feet and hit solid steel. And he kind of look, looks up and groans. And goes, uh, he looks down and see her face and goes, no, no. Thanks aren't necessary. I mean, I appreciate it, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's what you got to do. You got to have the wherewithal. Always have a one-liner You got to have ready. the situational awareness to have a one-liner ready. Absolutely. Even when you're out of breath. I uh, No, I just peed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time when we were uh, doing, uh, was it what's the big one in ITX range 300? Uh, 400. 400, yeah. 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 Um, 
So the mortarmen uh, messed up and decided to drop mortars on us, uh, real-life mortars. Uh, As they are one to do. Uh, Holy fuck. Yeah, uh, so a couple of our Marines were injured. It was a very big – they're all alive and fine now. But um, So it was a big snafu, if you will. And then I, I went up uh, to <laughs> – I don't even know what she said. Eh, it's not that. It's kind of funny. But so I, I went up to their CEO, who was obviously shooketh because a bunch of his Marines and one of his corpsmen were injured. And I was like, so, sir, you uh, you ready for the counterattack? Or <laughs> he didn't think it was that funny at the time. But then later at the Warriors Club, he's like, hey, bro. He's like, that was a really funny one liner. <laughs> I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Always have a one liner ready. <laughs> it was a good fucking waste of an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like. Uh, a one-liner, is it wasted if nobody can understand what you're saying? Mm, I think the attempt is a big part of it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd say there's no wasted one-liners, in my opinion. Okay. Look, they can't all be bangers. Okay, they, a thousand but, percent. But it's important you make the attempt. Yes. I, I, about 15 years ago, I was with this woman, and she had zero sense of humor. Mm. Like She watched the entire movie Anchorman and just had the same flat face the entire time. How are you she, not going to laugh? She was a spy, like, it, clearly. A thousand clearly, percent. No, even a Russian spy would have faked it yeah. so that I wouldn't have been suspicious. True, very right? true. Like, if she was a double agent, she was a terrible one. Yeah. <laughs> and Triple agent. <laughs> she used to tell me all the time, she's like, ah, you're not funny. And I was like, well, Oof. I was like, first of all, yeah. you wouldn't know comedy if it came in here and punched you in the face <laughs> i was like second of all it's not about whether you think i'm funny i use all my shit jokes on you true right you throw everything against the wall and see what sticks mm -hmm. if i can make your sour ass laugh then i take that joke and stick it in the bucket for later use <laughs> your sour ass yeah <laughs> well, that's fair yeah michael yes sir okay on our last combat deployment to Afghanistan, mm -hmm. either AJ or I was out on a patrol and hit an IED that was buried too far down mm -hmm. and was thus cartwheeled through the air with no other injuries. Okay. Except the pride of all your men seeing you cartwheel through the air. <laughs> Gracefully, of course. Gracefully. Yeah. AJ or me. be either of you you're both so, <laughs> you're both so stupid now <laughs> um we're both so aerodynamic that's right yeah both do flawless cartwheels i'm gonna say aj correct <laughs> <laughs> okay a hundred percent let's hear this story so we were we were on a patrol we were, and this is not to be confused with his other story of the afghan being blown up sure but this is when he got blown up not when he got punched kicked or stabbed Right. But when he got blown up. You're real bad at war, AJ. <laughs> uh, well, I never lived. got punched. Yeah. <laughs> I never got punched. All right? I got shot, stabbed, blown off, and booted off a building. But yeah. I'm still in one piece. Fair. So suck it, <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> they tried their best. That's right. Can't keep this yeah. guy down. No, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get murdered. In a vehicular accident for which mm. I will be the cause. <laughs> Is that a murder then? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? Because you're depriving the world of more of this. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's an that's, absolute crime, I agree. That's what we need. We, yeah. more, we need more crispy white guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I got blowed up. And the, the one of the funnier parts of this story is that EOD actually came out earlier that day to like, clear the whole lane for us. That's the most unbelievable part of the story is that EOD was ready and available. But oh, no, yeah. it, we called them two days in advance. <laughs> oh, there. Okay. That's right. that makes it took them two days to get there. <laughs> we, 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 spent, we went outside at 5 a.m. in the middle of the Afghan summer. There's a swamp with a very, very thin road 
snaking through it, and the road is like mostly sand, so you can't put a seven ton on it or it'll sink. Okay. So you have to walk all of your shit the 300 meters from one end to the other. Mm. So EOD comes out because we had a lot of shit we had to carry. EOD comes out. They clear as much of the area as they can. The IED was under where the EOD team leader was standing oh, wow. the entire day. We were there from fucking 5 a.m. To, to noon. Jesus Christ. And the EOD team leader was standing there just fucking around the whole time. He didn't actually step on the pressure plate clearly, but, yeah. you know, one, one of my guys did. Yeah. And then I'm the one that went, ah, ah. <laughs> So, what did that feel like for those who have never been blown up? Right, yeah. Because, like, in the uh, like the, the limited experience I have with being blown up, mm-hmm. uh, the, it's kind of like maybe like a vacuum around you. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you're very disoriented, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a then, lot of dust and dirt, yeah. Yeah, then sometimes you're like, you, you honestly, sometimes, like, you don't even realize that you've been taken off your feet. Yeah. And then sometimes you're immediately informed <laughs> that you were taken <laughs> off your feet Yeah. Uh, with a thud. You meet the ground very uh, abruptly. That's right. I will say it's a couple of months after the, the Afghan soldier got uh, blowed up. And so there was a time when I was laying on the ground face down with my pack on top of me. And I could hear my staff sergeant trying to micromanage because he was a prick. And uh, the one I had at the time. I, he got replaced a couple of weeks later because he had to go home for an emergency that turned out to be okay. Again. Oh, nice. Yeah, everything's nice. fine. That's good. Okay. But I got, I got a staff sergeant after that that looked like Lurch. And he was the best staff NCO I've had in a long time. Yeah. But I didn't have him on that patrol. I had the micromanaging prick. So I'm laying there, and all I could think of out of my head was trying to reach down and make sure my junk was still there. Sure. So I could give the bonds and be like, hey! 100%. Anytime anything even remotely happens to me, even if I see it on an ISR feed, I grab my junk. (laughs) Yes. The first thing any man does when they see an explosion where a person is involved, they instinctively reach down and make sure their junk is still present. Very true. Very true. I could work with no legs. I could work with no arms. My junk's gone. Mm-hmm. Nah. Eyesight or text testicles. Like, if I lost my eyes, but I still have my dick, leave me be. Yeah. Vice versa, leave me be. But if I lose my eyes and my dick, the squad SOP was to kill all Sergeant Sharp. That's fair. I, I just, I, yeah, I'm with AJ on this. Like, no dick, no mic. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> yeah. My, Michael Ironside in, yeah. uh, in uh, what the hell was it? Um, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. You know what to do! <laughs> exactly. Now, you saw that recently, the VA, um, I, it was either the VA or the British VA, uh, but they did a uh, penis transplant for a guy yeah. who had a shit blown off. I did see that, yeah. So with, with that knowledge, would you still want to be put down if you lost a your A thousand dick? percent, yes. Yeah? Yes. I don't well, want to wait for modern medicine for some, some fucking doctor nerd to be like, I figured it out. Like, I want to be put down. I don't have time. <laughs> no consideration for your lady. Just end me. In me, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You don't have to tell her that. <laughs> She's like, kill the boy. Yeah, kill the boy. That's right. Well, well that's Oh, I told that story at work, yeah, by the way. That's a great story. And, like, all of the veterans in the room yeah. were like, ha-ha, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Everybody that wasn't a veteran in the room was like, oh, yeah. oh, my, oh my God, did you? And we're like, no. <laughs> no, no. Clearly not. <laughs> not a war criminal. <laughs> and so uh, for, for those listeners who have not heard that story, Mike, you want to take us through it? Uh, I, I mean, we're not one to rehash old stories, but essentially uh, the wave top it. Um, one of the guys they had a uh, yeah they had a patrol they would do. Uh, it was a, they did it a bunch of times, but this the same thing always happens. This fucking obnoxious kid always throw rocks at him. So finally, uh, a team lead was like, "Hey, get the village elder here, over here. Like this kid's fucking up our shit. Keeps throwing rocks. He's a real piece of garbage. Like, could you do something about it?" And he's like, "Okay." Terp talks to him. He goes back. Uh, they. Like, sit the boy down and stuff, and then the uh, village elder comes back over, and he's like, okay, like, 
roughly translated, okay, we've talked about it. You can kill the boy, <laughs> which apparently, like, obviously was not the mission there, but the Marine was like, no, what? No, what the fuck? No, <laughs> definitely not. We're asking you to probably keep him inside, stop throwing rocks at us, but we're not going to kill him. Maybe throw a sandal at him. Yeah, exactly. Some shit. Yeah, sh- throw a chocolate his way, see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> okay. So uh, to end this segment out, Michael. Yeah. Uh, wait, who did I ask the last question to? Me. You asked the last one to me. That's the last one to him. Yeah. Okay, AJ. Daniel. <laughs> on our last combat deployment to Afghanistan, uh, either Mike or I had a female interpreter who was of... Mike. Um, <laughs> End of story. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. I had a, a female interpreter who was of Middle Eastern descent get busted for hooking up with one of the Lance Coolies in their platoon. Me or Mike. I'm going to let you finish, but uh, Mike. Nope, it was me. It was him, yeah. What? yeah. Yep, we had a female Terp who was attached to our FET team. Uh, she got busted for hooking up with one of the Lance Coolies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I will say he was a good-looking guy, but kind of a bit of a dud in the personality. That's you fair. know what I mean? Like, he, like I, I remember one time this female Marine was um, um, vexing about how she couldn't control herself around grunts because you get back from patrol and they're, like, dirty. And, like, they take off their Kevlar and they're, like, fo- their hair was, like, stuck to their forehead with mm-hmm. sweat. And, like, that, like, really did it for her, you know? Wow, like, okay. You know, just, like, a, a dirty, a sweaty man. man. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that did it for the Terp. That's what's up. And uh, she got posted back to Camp Leatherneck, mm. which, uh, fun fact, the Camp Commandant told me that he sent back, like, uh, like s- at least seven females a month for, for getting oh, pregnant. I could see that for sure. Yeah, we, we were talking to some people who have spent some time over at Leatherneck, and apparently, like, they were fucking the entire time. Oh, yeah, it's a big party. <laughs> yeah, like, gals, and, and it's, like, female service members, female contractors, mm-hmm. like, female Terps. The the Navy has a lot of that going on too. And yeah. I'm not I'm not hating, right? No, sure. I mean, people be fucking, yeah, yeah. If if you want to do your thing, do your thing, right? Not no no value judgments there. But mm-hmm. yeah, once a month there's a helo that comes into most uh active battle groups and they'll drop off all the uh not pregnant ones and pick up all the pregnant ones. Yeah, yeah. The old pregnancy switch. Oh Just my so if you're a female and you're deployed, fucking wear a condom or some shit. Yeah. Like. Well, and the guys too. Like, let's be fair. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. But at at the end of the day, like, you know, we we all know guys with deadbeats dads. Like, at the <laughs> end of the day, like, she's gonna be the one responsible. Yeah, that's Nobody true. cares about her uterus and you know her, all that as much as she does. Sure. So like, that's like if uh, you know, not to not not. Uh, not to say anything about you know, people's personal judgment and stuff, mm-hmm. but if you're in a situation where you could lose your job by getting pregnant, yeah, like take some precautions, yeah. you know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. And the worst part about that was, is when we were on our way back out, I um, was back at Leatherneck, and I was with you know some some Marines, like uh, this one female Marine I knew from high school, a couple other Marines in my unit, and we're all at the Green Bean, and this fucking female Terp walks up and starts hitting on me. Nice. And like my staff sergeant was right there. <laughs> And, like, I'm looking over at him, and he's just like, I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm yeah. like, like, no, like, get her away from me. Like, Help me. Like, she's already been fucking, like, busted for this. You know, yeah. like, I don't want I, I don't want to fucking not get my uh, combat award because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. you know, they find some fucking administrative reason to fucking <laughs> hammer me the last few days. Does not pull out. Do not promote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you got fucking non If you got non for not pulling out, <laughs> all Mike of would us be would... a recruit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. AJ would be a pulley. <laughs> Erroneous. I I pulled out. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> not not to put too fine a point on it, but um, pulling out doesn't work. 
Uh, that's not true, but go ahead. It, it doesn't work. It, it, you have a higher chance of getting a girl pregnant. It doesn't work every time, but it does work. Fine, I guess. Yeah, debate, debate, science. Technically yeah. correct. What, what do you? Yeah, we debating on creep eyes because I'm with it. <laughs> this is like my one area. Mike has spent the last sixty episodes trying to convince people he's not a doc, but now he wants to give medical advice. What's up? <laughs> when when you uh, how do I put this? Precum has ten times the actual concentrated DNA content as Great. actual yep. seminal fluid because there's no carrier fluid. Gotcha, gotcha. So you are just as likely to get a girl pregnant from pulling out. But it does work. So what's up? It doesn't. It, it's worked for you so far. Yeah, what's up? All right, so I will it's settle like, this with simple math. Uh, Mike, how many kids do you have? A zero. AJ? More than one? Yes. <laughs> so now we have to decide, does that make AJ uh, not an expert mm-hmm. or solely an expert? Ma- makes his pullout game weak. That's all it makes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can, you can do acid once, <laughs> or you can do acid a thousand times sure. and never have a bad trip. Sure. You do acid once, and it melts your fucking brain, and all you ever see for the rest of your life is a chair melting into a thousand snakes. Right. All right. It's all ab- terrifying. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is why I never done it because it freaks me the hell out. What's that have to do with pulling out? <laughs> what I'm saying is everybody. Again, he's never done it because it freaks <laughs> him the hell out. Every everybody's body chemistry is different. Very true. But to sit here and say pulling out does not work is just a lie. I'm saying it. N- I'm not saying it never works. That's I'm what saying, I'm talking about. I'm saying statistically it doesn't work in what? the long run. I'm saying. How many guys have pulled out on the first attempt and got a girl pregnant so that your stats would line up? True. No, and I get that. But at the same time, men lie, women lie. I think it's a Rihanna song. I don't you're know, a statistical <laughs> anomaly, Mike. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, and I'm with that. But I'm just, yeah, change your socks, release your cocks. <laughs> like, there, there's your doc tip of the day. So uh, so from our team medic, uh, AJ, do you think that his pullout game is just that good mm. or that he's just had fucking blind luck? That he can like sense the pheromones when they're ovulating, and that's when he knows when to pull out. From a medical standpoint, yeah. yes. Once you are erect, you are emitting precum, pre seminal fluid. So dumb luck, or is he a genius? I'm I'm saying that if he's hard enough to get in there, it it's got to be statistical luck. Like it can't. It's not about pullout game. It's not like you can sit there and mathematically calculate the depth you can go. Well, it is. I'm so if, saying, if, yeah. if you know if you know where her cervix is and you, you don't go far enough to penetrate past that, <laughs> yeah, sure, th- that works fine. But I know you're not built like a hamster, so I know that that's not the case. True, right? Now the question would be, Mike, mm-hmm. are you a dripper or a sprayer? Sprayer, sprayer. Mm-hmm. All right then. Yeah. So now would you say it's more like a fountain or more like ropes? Uh, it's fountain. Um, yeah, fountain. Like scary movie. Ropes. Yeah, no, 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 not quite. Not quite. Uh, no, it's definitely more fountain. Yeah. Is, is it like a super soaker filled with thick milk? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> like like. <laughs> <a> p- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the one that had the backpack. Oh my god! None of this helps. <laughs> that was a horrible conversation we just had. <laughs> well, welcome to our friendship, Mike. <laughs> This is all the conversations we ever have. Oh my god! Those end terribly. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't I I have no joke. I have no response. Pull out when you can. <laughs> use condoms. Use yeah. Wow. Use condoms. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. What's Look, up? if you're active duty, you just go to you go to whatever your version of the battalion aid station yeah, yeah. is and grab. Just take the whole fishbowl. Nobody's going to stop it's you. True. It's true. I used to tell our when we when I was overseas in my last job. 
it wasn't even part of my job to go over medical stuff mm. for the most part. We had a, a doc would come in and do the the T C stuff. Sure. <coughs> but I always came in, and I said, "Look, fellas, no one over here is worth your paycheck. First of all, so don't. But if you're going to go to CHS or go to BAS or go to Roll Three, mm-hmm. grab the whole fishbowl and walk out. <laughs> They're just gonna think." Either he's super overconfident yeah. or he's got some shit going on. But yeah. nobody's going to say, wait, sir, you can't have that many. Or True. he's going to a party where the Wi-Fi is listed on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it was a fun party. <laughs> because, we had a good time. And again, from a medical standpoint. Oh, we're aware you did. <laughs> again, from a medical standpoint, I'd rather give you all of the condoms that are available right. than have to put one cotton-tipped applicator up your pee hole. Fair. So I remember, um, or even look at your pee hole. It's fair. I Just think ever. this was like the it's first cool. road trip that Mike and I did as friends, mm-hmm. and um, it, it might have been a, a Burbis event, but uh, we stopped at a gas station, and he was, um, uh, you know, he was uh, happy about a prospect that he had, and I went into the gas station, I bought a pack of condoms, and I handed it to him. And the look of contempt in his eyes. <laughs> was it contempt or confusion? It was a little both. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's say if you if you went to that place in India or wherever it is where you have those aborigines who've never had human contact and they mm. like arrowed that guy in the chest eighteen times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you had handed them a cell phone, <laughs> they would have looked at you like, "Why are you handing me this piece of glass brick with magical witchcraft on it?" That's probably the look he was giving you. He's Almost seeing a thing for the yeah. first time, <laughs> and he was like. What is this? What am I supposed to do? Do I use this for the end of my weapon muscle to keep it clean, or yeah. what is this? Thing? <laughs> so, um, is this uh, a, is this a snake koozie? A, snake koozie. Uh, <laughs> a week or two later, yeah. Cobra. We uh, we met back up, and uh, so I said, "So, Michael, how did it go?" And he had that uh, Cheshire cat grin, and I said, "So, you know, how were the condoms?" And he was like. Didn't use them. Yeah, yeah. I rem- I, I do remember this only because the, just the look of disappointment. You're like, we discussed this. <laughs> <laughs> how, he, what, did he really say, how are the what? The what? what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. AJ Pfeffer, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. He'll be so, here all year. <laughs> I would like to put this challenge out to you both, and you're feel free to say no. Okay. If we issue out a challenge that if we are able to sell out of all our merchandise on our website, popsmokemedia.com Mike Sensi and Alexander Pfeffer will do something they've never done before in their life pull out I don't like this game <laughs> <laughs> look I've, I've got I've got a process that's been working for me for 36 years yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna keep doing that process mm. okay like you know the, you, you don't change you don't change the defense Strategy right. <laughs> mid game, unless it's not working for you. Bill Belichick may be boring, but he wins championships. That's what's up. <laughs> so AJ's out. Mike? No, definitely no. no. He just no? said no. I mean, <laughs> a hard no. I couldn't be more specific in my no. <laughs> I mean, the Belichick reference alone. Exactly. Said, yeah. Okay. Not no, but fuck no. <laughs> Would you be wearing willing to wear a condom if we sell one T-shirt? Am I a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Back up. I would be a hundred percent willing to wear a condom. Yeah, if we sell out fifty percent of our stock. Ooh. Okay. Now, did I say I'd wear it during a sexual activity? Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Semantics, you stupid idiots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What if we sell out of all our merchandise? Would you get a fertility test? Is this to me or me and AJ? Well, I, I know he's fertile. That's fair. 
There is cause for concern. <laughs> um, if we sell out, yeah, I'll, I'll see what's under the hood. Yeah. So we will finally uh, figure out if Mike is some sort of uh, sexual genius mm. or if he's just been firing blanks. I'm with it. This you is know, exciting. For science, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are, is there any counter offers that you would make to our uh, our listeners as far as merchandise? <laughs> just to sell the merchandise? Uh, not really, no. All right. How about this? If we sell no merchandise in the next point zero three seconds... Neither one, none of us will pull out the next time. Fair deal. 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 All right, starting now. Done. We win. Yay! Yay. Little do we know. Up. Oh, I just got a notification. Ah, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so we we rock paper scissors for who has to pull out. All right, that's fair. Let's do it. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> why? I don't want to play these sick games. <laughs> All right, because we know you're um you're. You know, you're no longer the cream pie king. Correct. Well, I so mean, I'll erroneous. Go, I'll, I'll go against you first. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. the winner goes against AJ. Fair. All right. One, two, three, shoot. None of that New Jersey bullshit. Okay. Uh, for sure, I'm with it. All right. One, two, three, shoot. Legit. All right, Mike, Mike wins. Won. I did win. Yes. Rock, right. rock over scissors. Yes. All right. So now me and AJ. Just because he's localizing his cream pies, does that make him still not the cream pie king? No. No, it, 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 it has, has to be the plethora for it to work. Heavy is the yeah. head that wears the crown. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One, two, three, I won. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Dan has to pull out. What? No. Fucking <laughs> <Like a> nerd. <laughs> nerd. No, so I have a victory, and so does Mike. Yeah. So that means AJ has to pull out the that's next fair. time. That's actually fair. Yeah that's, yeah, that's fair. And I'm not saying where it has to be, or even that you have to, you know, make a production out of it. Yeah. But you do have to look her in the eyes and say that's because I lost a bet. You have to say right before you explode, you have to go rock paper scissors and then pull out. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I think what you what you fail to realize is that. Uh, what is it? How is it you put it? You don't have to do anything extra or something like that? Yeah. Do you not know me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to make it ridiculous. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I, um, I I think this is like that story about like the dude uh, who was um, like banging his girl and then like all his buddies jumped out of the woodwork, like out of the laundry bin, oh, like, yeah, yeah, out yeah. of the bed, like from the closet. And they're like, finish her. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's the part where when you come, you have to say, or you're about to come, you have to say more, you have to scream Mortal Kombat. And then all the dudes in the house have to scream finish her. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Which it. is way less creepy overall yeah. than right when you're about to finish. You hear like the door get booted open and your buddy goes, player two has entered the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Like, like, do you do you respect the fucking the hustle and like you look over at your girl and be like, ah, yeah, like yeah. let you decide or? <laughs> well, is it your girl or is it just a girl? Yeah, that's fair because if it's your girl, then that's like a hard no. Like, yeah, that's off limits. Yeah, like get get out of here. Yeah, you know, like yeah, every you know, don't get between a dog and his bone. One hundred percent. I mean, that's not what I was gonna go with, but okay, yeah. <laughs> same concept, different different uh, way yeah. of expressing it. Yeah, sure. uh, that that was uh, close to a line from uh, what Full Metal Jacket. Sure. With uh, the prostitutes and uh, animal mother. Uh, Too cool. I don't remember the line specifically now. Yeah, like the, the, the one dude wanted to bang the prostitute, and he was just like, don't get between a dog and his meat. And then animal mother came over and just like smacked his hand and like took her off. Yeah, well, I just remember the racist line from that scene. Yeah, so I won't, yeah. I won't repeat it. I was, I was actually, I was like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't go to N Festival, so. That's right, yeah, you're not the head of the N Fest. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, duh. if it's your gal, that's one. That's one thing. Yeah, if it's just some random salute that you found at a a party with Wi-Fi in the wall. Okay, all right. <laughs> 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 yeah.
Yeesh. <laughs> All right, Gantz, uh, is there anything else you guys want to cover before we uh, we sign off? Certainly not our penises, apparently. Hey. hey. Wop, wop. <laughs> this is your opportunity. Do you have anything to say to the folks? Uh, yeah, if you're going to slap it, wrap it. Don't make poor decisions. Aww. You, you never know it's a poor decision. Yeah, yeah. You can make excellent decisions and have them, and those decisions have poor consequences, mm. right? I am the poster child for that, <laughs> right? But if you want to, if you want to really have a conversation about epistemic responsibility and making moral choices, mm. you know, hit them DMs. I'll I'll nerd to you all day about that kind of kind of stuff and help you make better decisions. Will those decisions have poor consequences? Fucking probably. That is the smoothest thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You just subliminally fucking convince all the women who make poor decisions that listen to the show to slide in your DMs. Well fucking done. Hey. I mean, that wasn't my intention, but. Oh, it never is, is it? Mm. No, no, it never is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the kind of women who would slide into my DMs are the kind of women who usually would steal your shit <laughs> or like, like kidnap your cat at 3 a.m. while you're at work. Oh shit! That um, that that was another question that I was gonna ask. Um, oh shit! <laughs> okay, I I feel like I may may have uh, shown my hand a little bit, so yeah, yeah. I'll just ask AJ to tell us a story about the time he stabbed a car. Those were two different incidents with the same girl. We have a whole season to cover. This. I was like, I was like, uh, I was nineteen, and this girl had been slowly and steadily cheating on me with this guy who was some Air Force dropout. And, uh, yeah, so he, he definitely showed up to my house at some point and, uh, my apartment with her in his 81 Honda. And they were super late from the time that she should have got off of work. And she was like, oh, he was just giving me a ride. I was like, I bet she was. Ooh. And then I jumped on top of the hood of his car cause he wouldn't get out and fight me. And I put a sword through the top of his <laughs> now for the listeners. <laughs> did you just, just have a sword on you or was this premeditated? What we I, I saw them coming cause I had a balcony in my apartment that okay. faced out towards the street. Okay, okay. I still have that sword by the way. It's up in my armory. Nice. Yeah. Would you tell us a little bit about the sword? The sword is a reproduction of the one that Charlemagne carried during the crusades. It was a gift that I was given back in the day. That's pretty dope actually. And what is it made out of? Spanish steel. So it's legit. No, it's a real hundred. Like it doesn't have a sharpened edge for legal reasons, but yeah. any re- legitimate blacksmith could sharpen the edge of that thing. Like, yeah, so it business. wasn't like one of those fucking like. It's not some prop sword that came out of the one-hour place in Jacksonville Mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. So this was like a real fucking sword, and so you being fucking six three, how tall was this guy? Uh, maybe five 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 six. So you were accosting a dwarf. And the dwarf wouldn't get out of the uh, the vehicle. I believe they like to be called little people, and no, he wouldn't get out of the vehicle. And because so, he was a bitch. Because you're 6'3", and you had a sword of Charlemagne. I would have put the sword <laughs> down. All right, dueling rules, sir. You would have, but you hadn't yet. Yeah. Well, because he didn't get out of the car yet, Daniel, I needed it as a tool to get into the vehicle to extract him to beat my vengeance out of him. <laughs> so you hopped on the hood of his, uh, you said, 81 Civic? It was an 81 Honda, yes. A- 81 Honda. Uh not a hatchback. Yeah, first mm. of all, how dare you? Yeah, how, yeah, how dare exactly, you? Exactly, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. And so you got on the hood of his vehicle, and like, was this like a one-handed thrust or like a two-handed, like, to walk us through that moment? No, no, I swear, I had that thing upside down. I was holding it by the handle, and I had one hand on the pommel, which is the back part, and I drove it straight down with both hands. Wow. Did you hit him? 
Um, I think I grazed his shoulder, but he like Judy. <laughs> he like he like leaned forward, and so it just kind of grazed his shirt and went down the back. I'm just saying, if you're the only person at this table with a sword kill, that's boss as fuck. <laughs> Bro, if I had a sword kill, I think I would have mentioned it by now. Like season one, episode one. I would have been on like <laughs> Skype from like Pakistan or something. I'd be like, just so just so everybody knows, I have a sword kill. So, <laughs> yeah. so eat it. Welcome to the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, then, fingers crossed, I still have a chance. <laughs> right. then, we all um, have a chance. So was that before or after she stole your cat? Uh, that was before she stole my cat. So after you had just uh, physically injured uh, her new bow. With the sword of Charlemagne. Yeah, a little person. <laughs> yeah, and you had pierced the hood of his 81 Honda with the sword of Charlemagne. I pierced the top of the vehicle. I was standing on the hood. Oh, yeah, the, the, okay, you, piss, uh, you pierced the, the roof of the, the roof. vehicle. Mm. Yes. And drew blood. I mean, I don't know if I drew blood or not. I she assumed. still fucked you. Quite a bit. I mean, if she didn't, I would. <laughs> That's a pretty dope fucking experience to see. And so um, after after you, you put the, the sword through the, the roof... Uh, did he speed off? Did you pull it out? Like, what happened next? Well, he screamed a lot. It was mostly incomprehensible nonsense. Like, you madman, why are you attacking my vehicle with the well, sword? Yeah. Look, look I, I know how vehicle dynamics work, and I know that once the shock wore off, he was going to just hit his gas or hit his reverse, and I was going to be, you know, man versus car, yeah, yeah. man loses. True. Like, that's simple math. So I, I withdrew the sword, hopped off the hood, once again challenged him to fight me. Yeah. And then he sped off while she sat there looking at me like I was the asshole. And I was like, you still smell like him, so maybe you might want to tone it down a bit with the judgy eyes. Mm. And then you fucked her. No, then I booted her out of my apartment. Mm. Okay, so when did you fuck her? Do you mean generally speaking? Yeah, because you said when you is the next time many yeah. more times. So, like, did you reconcile? Did she uh, apologize? It was, like, it was like six months later. Oh. So six months lapsed, and so you're clapping cheeks. How did she end up with your cat? Because I was living in a townhouse with uh, two other people, and one of them was a friend of hers. And so I was at work, and I was working the overnight shift, and she went and stole my cat, called me at work to tell me about it. And so I had to find a friend with a vehicle that could take me over to the, the place where the cat was stowed and retrieve it. And that particular friend of mine was my, my other best friend, Dan, of the three that I've had over my lifetime. Right. They're, they're like Morty's. What is his full name and social security? <laughs> and also, do you still have the sword? <clears throat> I do still have the sword. It's up in my it's up yeah, in my yeah. Uh, uh, armory. Yeah, we'll have it on the show one day. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, his it, Dan's for me are like Morty's, right? Like, I'll, what I'll, the fuck? I try to I try to keep you around as long as I can. Obviously, I care about you, but you know, there's been three of you so far, and you know, Jesus. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. You're the yeah, best Dan. Exactly. Of all the Dans, you're the best Dan. Out of the ones that were not buried in the backyard. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> all right, so um, you got the cat back. Yes, he was definitely allergic to cats, so we had to put it in the trunk. <laughs> what was the cat's name? Harley. 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 Like a Harley Davidson. What kind of cat was it? It was just straight black. Okay. It was like a sleek black cat, and it was the best cat ever, and even for people who don't like cats that much, like, this thing used to sleep on my chest and hum like a Harley-Davidson engine, and it thought it was a dog, like it would play fetch, and it didn't cry that much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, this was not the same cat uh, that I, I remember a story you told me uh, where you guys um, would uh, would wax your uh, your parents. Oh, or... no, that was Max. Okay. Do, do you want to tell that story, or is that too buku? No, no, that's fine, because Max, Max was either indifferent or enjoyed it. I don't know which, but he was not <laughs> against the idea. 
I had a friend of mine in high school, and his cat was named Max, and Max was like a white or this like orangey, blacky calico, and it was like just the fattest animal you've ever seen in your life. And when it tried to run, its belly would be on the ground, and it'd be kicking with its legs, so it looked like a a really fat Viking ship trying to steer. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times we'd we'd go in there and we'd uh, we'd wax the the living the kitchen floor really well, and then you could take sticks or brooms and you could like. You wouldn't whack the cat. That's cruel. But yeah, you yeah. just place the, cat, the the broom gently against the cat and, like, shove it. So you'd curl it. Right. Yeah. You'd be curling the cat. The cat would go, <laughs> like, like, spin a circle. His, his mom thought we were all very sweet boys because we were like, you boys always come in here and leave the place so clean and tidy. I appreciate it. We're like, not a problem, ma'am. Yeah. We just like to appreciate your hospitality. Just doing our civic duty. <laughs> no. And chunk this cat across the floor. Were you sober when you did this? I plead the fizz. <laughs> Mike, if you were there, would you have peed on the cat? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? 2020 Mike has different vibes, okay? <laughs> He's a better person. How many cats have you peed on? Zero. Chihuahua's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chihuahuas deserve it. Agreed. That's no. like a rat with a dog name. Fuck yes, it is. <laughs> so I guess uh, my final question would be, when you went to retrieve the cat from your crazy ex, did you take the sword? No, because the, the crazy ex left the cat with her mother, and I didn't want her mother to freak out. So I went over there just regular, and I just... It was like four in the morning, man. I was like... Ma'am, I apologize for you getting in the middle of this. Like, I'd known her for a long time, so it wasn't weird for me to just show up or whatever. But I was right. like, I apologize. Oh, really? Not like that. She was not. Uh-uh. But she I was like. pay for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I was a teenager-ish. Nice. So I was just like, ma'am, I, I apologize for you getting in the middle of this, but can I have my cat back? And she was like, sure, no problem. Like, she was cool about it. Yeah. She was like, I, I understand how this goes. I know how, I know how she is. And that was the end of it. Mostly. Then she she called me back like two days later. She's like, "You scared my mom," and I was like, "Mom wasn't scared. She's probably working off a hangover." Yeah, mom was scared I was gonna break that hip when I banged her. Erroneous. Yeah, there it is. And 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 ew. Uh, so Mike, do you have any questions for AJ? How do you sleep at night? No, uh, (laughs) no, baby. That's right. Yeah. No. Uh, no questions. No comments. No save rounds. Happy to be here. Proud to serve. <laughs> no notes. No notes. God, I love that sign off. No notes. Bye. Bye. Bye.